It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In the last week of the Hideout, we discussed game shows, our favorites, and played various games. We discussed the All-Star Game and All-Star Sex Offenders. We talked about a sex slave contract and have a new meaning for the word pumpernickel. Pefe got on my case for updates again and begged me to give him credit for being funny. Thinking back, I still have nothing. Hey! Satchel Patch got a new name, Mr. One-Up. He'll be one-upping this update shortly. Dubs brought a story about a dog getting sick to the table. That's what makes him a great co-host. Satchel Patch talked about not wanting to sleep with his girlfriend and shared other views that left us all speechless. The kid was the comedic relief to the show. I'm the Kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on The Hideout. Bring the ship up to broadcast, Deb. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show, trouble to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. I've got a power to the people routine and very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. The Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What's new? What are you doing? Uh, What's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is 106.7 WJFK. And it is a Saturday night, so that means you, my friend, can be somebody. Your Saturday night boys are here taking you up through 9 o'clock. Joe Radio and also the big party for Big O and Dukes and their celebration of a year of not being fired. Wonderful. <laughs> Get you all the I detail. wish we could ever reach that milestone. And we just never will. Uh, I am Hefe, that is Dubs, the Satchel Patch is here, and also the Kid McLovin. Uh, it, he is proof that the news is biased. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to make sure we... And uh, by. Oh, that too. That's actually what I more... Hey, hey. Uh, uh, by the way, if you want to participate tonight, man, we got so many ways for you to be somebody. First of all, there's the phone number. What is that, Dubs? 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. You got that, and also, too, we got the Pal Talk Room up and open. That means you can see some video of the actual studio in here. There's a chat room. You got links to that on the brand-new hideout page on WJFK.com. That's WJFK.com. Also, the fan board, hideoutheretics.net. And we may even have something new starting next week. New. Dubs, are you on the Instant Messenger? Yes, I am. Hideout Radio is the Instant Messenger name over there on AOL IM. So you can hit us up there. And hideoutradio.com is the website. Go in there, check out everything. And uh, actually, just link to it from WJFK.com. That's kind of the uh, roadmap to where you can get anywhere you want uh, in the hideout world, hideoutheretics.net is linked through there. I just said that. I just said that. I don't care. All right. Well, reiterate it, I guess. That's what it's all about on a yes. Saturday night. Podcasts. Yeah, podcasts are all up there, too, as we filled in for Rome twice this week and uh, genuinely had a lot of fun with you guys. So we're going to keep it up on this Saturday night. 
And there's a lot of stuff to get done in here on 106.7 WJFK. What a week. It's been wacky. Yeah, it really has been a, uh, a fan. Yeah, boy, you boys have fun, though? Was it a good week for you? I had a decent week. It wasn't that bad. It was a little overwhelming, I think would be a, a good word to use. Yeah, Long. we did we did our uh, our usual daytime things. Yeah. And, um, the show that I do during the mm-hmm. week uh, daily expanded to three hours. And then we did the, the two nights filling in for Rome. But uh, it was a blast. And so, even though it was tired, certainly uh, ended up being worth it. Uh, in the long run. And we were even talking about that before the week. We're like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do so much radio in one day? And I even told you, you know what? In a week, we'll be like, yeah, that was worth it. Right. Hey, coming up tonight, the uh, Dumb Poetry Jam. Also, too, we're bringing back an old hideout favorite. And that's uh, Bedtime Thoughts with the Hideout. Uh, but before we get to that, though, allow me just to say a little something very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, screw you nerds. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. And, kid, I'm just going to point this at you. Hey, uh, what I do? Nerds. Here's the situation. And you I, bothered him and you bothered me. Here's what happened, all right? So today I get up in the morning. I'm a little hungover from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, my chick, my fiance, really, really, really wants to go see this Dark Knight, the new Batman, which we gave away tickets to earlier in the week. And you know, I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, I, I liked Batman Begins. You know, I'm glad they kind of restarted this whole franchise. Yeah, the, the, the series was very stale with Mr. Freeze and everything before. So I, figured, I actually you know thought what? that was the best one. You, figured, you know, uh, why don't we just start anew and kind of douche the whole uh, Batman series. Right. And it, it worked out for him. Dark Knight uh, is popping huge, and uh, Batman Begins was... Great. Yeah, so here's the situation. So I'm like, all right, my chick really wants to go. And I'm like, eh, I got a couple things I got to do today, including the radio show. But since you're the woman who spreads for me, I will do this for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, at 10 o'clock this morning, actually 9.40 this morning, we show up at the movie theater. Because I'm thinking, listen, if anything, I'm going to get up early. I'll go in, be able to spread out. It's going to be no big deal. Holy Christ, was I wrong. The 10 o'clock and the 10.30. By the way, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Uh, it's an entire ordeal. It's as long as Dances with Wolves just about. Uh, sold out. Sold out. You know, that'd be a hell of a double feature. Dances with Wolves and then uh, The Dark Knight. And followed by The Accused. But really, Should. And by the way, it was completely accidental. I didn't even realize that I was wearing the Spider-Man 2 shirt until the woman started laughing at me. And at that point, I was like, oh, man, I'm that guy. I'm that guy wearing the shirt into the movie. Let's go to Jose on line one. Jose, you're in the hideout. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, I didn't see the movie. I mean, the shows were all sold out. My friend managed to get some tickets mm-hmm. uh, for, like, a midnight show. And this is like a two and a half movie length, so it was it was crazy. There was a lot of people uh, for for that time that it was, but the, the the movie just sucked, man. I think it's it's overrated. Uh, they did a really good job, uh, you know, uh, 
what is it, uh, advertising the film? Yeah, they hyped it really, really well. I mean, they, they, they made it seem like it was bigger than anything else. So you you couldn't like, figure I mean, out what was going on. And, no, I mean, the Joker, mm-hmm. Fletcher, uh, he did his part, but I really don't think he was, like, the perfect Joker. I, There's a lot of hype of these people tell, saying, like... Of course, this is his last movie. Uh, well, you know, he, I mean, everybody's saying he's going to get an Oscar, and I don't see it. I, I mean, I went to see the film. No, Oscar's his boyfriend. Uh, hey, thank you, Jose. Appreciate it. Thanks for stepping into the hideout. 800-636-1067. Well, that to me was really where I think movie studios have now gone over the line when it comes to advertising mm-hmm. and ploys that they use to get people to the movie where they're actually beginning to kill the actors because it's just like that's an unnecessary step. You don't need to go out and kill the actor so that people will get all excited and go see this. I'm really worried for Will Ferrell next week with the Step Brothers movie and whether or not they're going to take it to this length. So this is the the tops Batman. They're going to kill Will Ferrell so that you have the biggest movie of the year. Semi-Pro. That would have been worth it for that, that piece of crap. Semi-Pro was god-awful. They needed someone to die for that movie. Don't you realize that bear what, died? That's Yeah, the bear, actually, the bear ate someone that was in Semi-Pro. But listen, that's actually the bigger point. The reason people are all into this is because of the fact that Ledger died. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yes! yes. I think it actually looks like an entertaining movie. No, 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 no. Movie. no when I, I, people would go I didn't see the, go cake, the gay cowboy movie. When, 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 because he's alive. Yes, well, so exactly. what? He was in that. I didn't want to see it. Well, yeah, but now, but here's the situation, and I genuinely mean this. So I saw the preview originally for this, and I look, and I saw Heath Ledger, and I'm like, hmm, no one's ever going to be better than Jack Nicholson as the Joker. It's just not going to be possible. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they pull this marketing ploy where he ODs, and now everyone's (laughs) behind it and wants to give him a Oscar. And it's just stupid. Yeah, I hate the sympathy Oscars. Sympathy Oscars are the worst. And actually, we have a hideout download that just talks about uh, him getting an Oscar. It's quite ridiculous, actually. Is, is this, oh, do you really? Yeah. All right, what do you got over there? Let me hear it. Oh, I have it? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the one that I got? Yeah. All right, let's hear this. The hotly anticipated Dark Knight is a film the chance of topping $100 million in its first weekend against Mamma Mia, a Broadway adaptation with levity. So I guess they're giving you an option here. CBS News, Megan Glero says more. A grim intensity prevails over Gotham in the Dark Knight. Shut up. Getting the most buzz, The Joker, played by the late Heath Ledger. There's talk of a posthumous Oscar nomination. I asked the film stars, Batman himself, Christian Bale, and Maggie Gyllenhaal, what they thought. Well, I think it does a fantastic job. I saw that, obviously, whilst we were making it. He's really incredible in the movie. He's totally free, and he really was inspiring to me working with him. The best part of the film really is Heath Ledger. The character that he created is diabolical, frightening, and... Okay, wait. He didn't create that. No. That was originally created in the 20s in a comic book. He didn't create anything that, that's here. That's always been the character. That's, it, it, it's actually one of the most famous supervillains out there, so it was pretty easy to kind of think, you know what, this is how I have to play right. the Joker. Uh, spoiler alert, okay? I'm a little spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Batman wins. <laughs> okay, and I haven't even seen the movie, but guess what? Batman wins and the Joker doesn't. All right, just so we know, and we're... That's the other thing. It's a remake of something that's already been remade seven times. How is this going to be the biggest movie of the year? It's because he died. And, and I think it would do well if it was if it was just all things considered. Heath Ledger's still alive. I think it would have done well, but it wouldn't be this 
amazing, I'm, overblown. I'm now thinking of protesting this, grabbing a Kotex and going and seeing Mamma Mia. <laughs> I think I might actually go do this now. By far the best villain that I have ever seen. He steals every scene that he's in and he leaves you wanting more. That's what the Joker's supposed to do. You ruined the movie for me, man. That's not cool. You uh, ruined it for I'm me. I'm sorry, I told you. Put earmuffs on if you didn't want the spoiler alert. Megan Glaros. CBS 2 News. Who's that? I've heard everyone say that. So Katie McGee this morning, our, our movie uh, aficionado, she said the same thing. They said it is unbelievable. He stayed in the room for like, what, 30 days with the makeup all caked up to get that thing. Yeah, he lived and breathed this character. <laughs> Holy cow. Are you serious? <laughs> and now he's decomposing this character. <laughs> now he's playing the mummy. That's what he's. That's his method acting is for the new mummy movie. The worms are actually... Living, eating, and breathing this mo this character. But I hear it's a very dark movie. It doesn't exactly leave you elated at the end. So maybe you'll want to see Mamma Mia just to kind of bring you back up again. Maybe I want to kick you in the throat, honey. 800-636-1067. Wow. Right, you know the other thing that's going on, too, which is interesting, because I told you, is things getting sold out all over the place. People are playing, paying upwards of $100, $150 to get in to see this thing. People waiting yeah. in lines to see this thing. You have... No one has any worth for their time anymore. I'm just going to go sit around $150. Guess what? The movie theater is going to be empty tomorrow because everyone's gone on and see it. Why do you have to be the first to see a movie that's going to be around forever? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's something you won't be able to get, but you have to be first to see the new Batman. And I was, I wanted to go see it just so we could talk about it on the show, but I didn't want to go see it this early just because I'm that big of a Batman fan. Let's go to line one, Jim. Jim, you're in the hideout on WJFK. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I saw that movie yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. The acting was, was phenomenal. I think he, he gets Oscar nomination whether he's dead or alive. It was just a really good I, I can't see. I can't see a Batman movie getting any kind of Oscar nomination without the guy dying. I mean, it's a superhero movie. It's really difficult to do. Maybe you don't remember the Riddler and the great job that Jim Carrey did, and he should have gotten one. So it's really that good, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I really thought it was that good, and uh, I think he played the part as good as it could have been played. I think he made uh, Nicholson look bad, personally. Wow, all right, thank you. I Is this all you have to do to be remembered, uh, die after playing a superhero? I want Horatio Sands to play uh, the Penguin, so finally we can just get rid of his ass, too. <laughs> That's a great call, by the way, on who should be playing the Penguin, Horatio Sands. didn't even think about that. Hey, if you want to get into the hideout, 800-636-1067. Like, I couldn't imagine paying 10 to 15 times the face value of something unless it was, like, a Dallas Mavericks ticket. Or a hooker. Oh, come on. That's it, though. For the, for a movie ticket? Get out of here. I'll, I'll pay a little extra if I really, really want to see the movie. Like, I don't know, five bucks. You know, if I really want to see it and that's the last seat in there, I'll pay five bucks extra. All right, let me ask you this. Out of all the movies you've ever seen in your life, okay, I'm talking the greatest ones to you that you've ever seen. Which one would you pay ten times, a hundred bucks to go see? The Is past. <laughs> the past. Is there anyone that you would say, pay a hundred bucks to go see? At a, I'm talking The Godfather. I'm talking all the greatest movies of all time. Well, I mean, usually you don't know it's going to be that good of a movie. But I'm saying now, like even knowing now that this was the greatest movie ever, and then you take yourself back and thinking, all right. Knowing how great the movie was now, if I had paid a hundred bucks to get in and see this movie, I would not have been disappointed. A hundred dollars. Maybe Pulp Fiction. 
Pulp yeah. Fiction's just about the only one that I could think of. Pulp Fiction and A League of Their Own. Those are the two. Those are the two that I'm thinking to myself. I would absolutely and Slapshot. But well, not Slapshot. The other one, Mighty Ducks, mm -hmm. the good one. So that's that's where I think I would be. Quack. Otherwise, I mean, come on already. What do you stand with this? But you know what it is. No one has any time. Uh, no one has any respect for their time or their money. Uh, God damn, I don't want to hear anything, anything about there being a recession. Yeah, if you're paying 150 bucks to go see Batman when you can just wait three days and pay eight bucks for it, there's no recession. Oh, by the way, my fiance almost cried today. Like we were walking away, get in? it was sold out, and she started tearing up. And I go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and a little just, love tap to, yeah, to put her in check? Just on the back of the neck. I go, listen, look at you. We're going to see it this weekend. Why are you tearing up? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Well, why didn't why didn't they have it up on the uh, on the on the movie theater saying saying it's it's sold out? Well, maybe it had just sold out, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm thinking, thank God, now I can just go home and hang out because I'm hungover. Just Nap a little bit, watching this. By the way, I may have a reason. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I kind of have a little bit of a reason why I hate the Batman so much too. Why is that? Uh, I've told this story to. It was playing in the background when you decided to run your second bat. No, I've told this story to Dubs. Uh, believe it or not, I was a fat kid. Yeah. And uh, got dropped off my first day of school in the sixth grade. Just moved to a brand new town. And uh, my dad dropped me off at 6 o'clock in the morning when he always dropped me off for middle school. And I'm standing out front because the doors aren't even unlocked yet. And I'm there in my acid wash jeans, uh, my knockoff shoes, and a very tight uh, shirt. Kind of like how you're dressed today. A little bit. And it was a white shirt, too, with mm -hmm. that. And uh, Toothless Doug, who I'll never forget, is such an ass. <laughs> Toothless Doug, who was in the 8th grade but should have been in the 11th, mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason was up early, I don't know, making a drug the, deal. The Van Wilder of, uh, mm -hmm. of Dallas. So he's walking by me uh, as I'm standing out there at Truman Middle School. Uh, finally, people had begun showing up for school, and he walks by me, and he, he looks at me, and he's with all the cool kids. And uh, he points at my Batman T-shirt and says, "Nice shirt, you fat f." <laughs> <laughs> Except he actually said the word. Yes, of course. Instead of the. <laughs> and so there I am. What a great phrase. Little fat hefe, and I'm in my Batman T-shirt, which is wasn't even a new one. It was like the old cartoon one, and I'm sitting there and I'm. I'm sweating profusely now mm -hmm. because I'm fat and I'm at a new school and Toothless Larry, Doug, don't like you. Toothless Doug already called me out so that just about everyone near the flagpole could be laughing at me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that might be another reason why I harbor just a little bit of resentment toward the Batman. When you're a kid, the funniest thing in the world is when you tack the F word on the, on the end of any kind of uh, descriptive word. And also, like... Uh, if you point out someone like if they're wearing a Batman shirt, all right, Batman, what are you gonna do? Blah, and like start running off Batman um, uh, references at him. Like, I always found those two things the funniest. Uh, yeah, well, maybe it was, uh, but not to me. Yeah, because oh, and the other thing, you know, I just now realized another reason I may harbor resentment toward the Batman in the movies. All right, so I'm going out with this chick. Uh, who I tried to get laid with. I tried to uh, take her virginity mm -hmm. for 18 months, and it never had 13 months, never happened. Uh, she turned out to be a lesbian. 
Uh, I've told that story before, too. But she forced me to go see the new Batman movie, and I think it was the one with Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze whichever, and uh, whichever one, Jim Carrey. Whichever one that came out in 96. I don't remember which one came out in 96, 95. That might have been, been the Penguin one. The what? Penguin was decent. But here's the, here's what. So she tells me uh, she really wants to go to this, and I'm like, I don't want to go. And she's like, yes, we're going to go. So I have a Jeep. No big deal. We go into the movie. I come out. And uh, someone has robbed my Jeep. Not only did they rob my Jeep, they also keyed into my door, F-U, Hefe. And, uh, yeah, like they knew me, like my name, my actual name, and they key that in. And that is another reason. I'm telling you. You went and saw Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, that's one. So between Toothless Doug and Rhiannon the Lesbian, I hate Batman, and now I got to go see it. Otherwise, my fiance is going to be crying the mm-hmm. whole weekend. Jeez. And then she's going to be crying watching Ledger and his legendary Ledgerary performance. All right, that was awful. Uh, let's take a break. Let's come get, back get, on the get, get, let's come back on the other side. Hey, um, you know, let me do this really. Quick. Do we need to break now? Is that where we're at? I mean, we only played 15 minutes of commercials before because we were having some technical difficulties. Ask Sideshow if we need a break, because otherwise I can keep going. I got a lot of stuff to do here in the hideout. Only got three hours to get it done. 800-636-1067 if you want to step inside. So speaking of the Batman, all right, what's the most heroic thing you've ever done? Satchel Patch. The most heroic thing I've ever done would be. Uh, you know, keep some scumbag from getting his ass kicked terribly, you know. I've done that a few times when, like, uh, some scumbag's drunk. I remember on uh, on uh, New Year's Eve before, I went and uh, and started one-up you, like you usually do. But uh, I, uh, I was outside on uh, New Year's Eve outside of a bar, and some guy, you know, he was just drunk, talking trash to everybody, yeah. and he was about to get his ass beat. And the guys were... Literally cocked back, and I stepped in front of him. Like, come on, man, this guy's drunk. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's like, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't step in front of me, man. No, you let I'll him, knock you out. You let him get his ass whipped, uh-huh. but I mean, you you let him keep his teeth. Like a, a few guys, I can remember uh, one instance. Uh, we were, I was sitting there. This was when I was in high school, and you know, everybody's on their lunch break. They're waiting for the teacher to come back and unlock the door so you can get into class. And this guy's nerdy. You know, he's kind of like the kid over here, and he's hey. a little bit, he's a little bit square. And this bully just. You know, he's sitting there and he's like picking on him. What's your problem? And the guy's saying nothing. He's embarrassed. The whole class is sitting there, and he just cold cocks him and breaks his nose. And nose, blood's pouring out everywhere. And he gets on the ground. And he punches the guy one more time. And you want to step in and say, "Listen, dude, you know me and you're about to get into it if you hit him again." And that kind of stopped. But another time, where some friends of mine caught a guy, you know, breaking into. Or we didn't know he broke into the house at the time. But he, you know, he was running his mouth and he's sitting there. You know, I'll give you to the count of ten to get or five to get out of here. Or we're gonna beat your ass, and the, and then the guy who's about to get his ass beat starts counting one, two, three, and I was like, oh, you know, so three or four people jumped on him and beat the snot out of him. But right as they start to get, you know, to kicking on the ribs, I kind of pull the kid out of there and put him in his car and say, you better get the hell I mean, out of here. You know, hero there, you allowed a couple of ass whoopings to happen. You no. didn't even step in and stop it. He could have, he could have ended up with broken ribs, missing teeth, damaged cranium, or something like that. I let him take his punishment. And then, you know, before That's it got not, too severe. Man, not a hero. Yes, it is. Before it got too severe, I helped him out of there. And I said, now get before you get some more. You got some more where that came from. No, that is not being a yeah. hero. Kid, have you ever done anything heroic? No. Now, I couldn't imagine that you've no. done anything Nothing. at all. Uh, except for abstain from sleeping from women. Because otherwise, that would be something. You've never you've never done anything heroic? Um, well, I 
I stopped people from being heroic one time when uh, <laughs> uh, I was working at a pizza shop late at night. I look across the... I, I'm doing the late night paperwork at like 1 a.m. And I hear a big boom outside. I look across the street. The, uh, the garage across oh, the street yeah. is on fire. So I run outside. I call 911 real quick. I hear some guy screaming in there. Because he's on fire, he's dying, he's burning alive. And then I see a bunch of other people trying to run in there and save him. And I yelled him, what are you doing? <laughs> Get back! Dubs, we talked about this in the hideout. Dubs, uh, a few months ago, let a man burn to death. What did am not, I supposed to do? Did not go inside. You don't have did, to do anything. Did not do anything to try to save this man. He just looked at him, I listened to him scream. And uh, smelled it. And that's all he did the whole time. Not a heroic bone in your body. The reason I bring this up really quickly is because this happened, I guess, today. Um, uh, it was a flight from Boston to Los Angeles. And a guy's on the plane. And by the way, I've always wanted to be a hero in this situation. A guy's on the plane. He gets up and strips nude. He's just there on the plane, and then he strips nude, Okay. And people were like, what's going on? He's kind of wandering around. They make him finally sit back down. He's sitting there for a second. He's kind of emotional, sometimes crying, sometimes laughing. Who knows? Um, he gets up again mm-hmm. and goes for the uh, for the um, for the door. He goes and he tries to open the door while they're in the you know obviously in the air and he's new trying to open the door. Turns out there's a professional soccer team uh, on the plane. And they all end up subduing him. And I'm thinking, man, I wish, I wish I could be in a scenario like that so I could be a hero. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a hero. I just don't have it in me. The New England Revolution, by the way. That's the name of the soccer team. Mm. And it gives me a little bit more respect for soccer. Uh, let me say that, too. All right, here's the uh, hideout download, if you want to check this out on the computer, of what exactly went down. So an American Airlines flight this afternoon, uh, bound from Boston to Los Angeles, uh, an individual was seen uh, exiting a bathroom without his clothes on. Uh, personnel instructed him to go back in the restroom and put his clothes on. He did, uh, went back to his seat. However, at that point, he allegedly got back up, went to an exit door, and was what they believed to be attempting to open that door. Uh, members of the New England Revolution soccer team were on board and spot this, as did other passengers. And from what I understand, several members of the soccer team were able to uh, safely subdue him. Uh, flex cuffs were put on him. He was uh, compliant at that point, from what I understand. Uh, the pilot diverted the aircraft to Will Rogers World Airport. He was taken into custody by Oklahoma City Police Department and has been transported to the crisis center here. And, and what will, I mean, what, it's pretty serious charges, I would imagine, uh, that he could face, I, I would guess. It, it's certainly possible. He could face some very serious federal charges. Uh, we'll, we'll await the results of the, uh, with the medical personnel at the crisis center say. Potentially dangerous situation. Uh, we're, we're very appreciative of the keen awareness of not only the flight crew, but the passengers. And they did a very good job of, of not only being observant, but uh, taking action. Action that was very necessary. Anything else? Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I so wish I could have done that. Now, let me ask you, and this is something I don't know if someone knows. If you open up, when you're at 30,000 feet and you open up that door, what happens? Like, does everyone get sucked out? Yes. I, thought, I thought, like, if the plane turns inside out or something. No, it, it, there is a, a pressure. There, there's different pressures uh, when you're at that high altitude. It would be real cold. And, and for until the pressures could uh, 
equal? What's outside the plane, inside the plane? It would create a vacuum to where people would, you know, almost be wanting to get sucked out. It I might thought, not be I powerful it, enough. I thought it would split right in half. No, 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 no. It would, it would. Uh, there, it may not be powerful because a lot of times planes do lose pressure and stuff like mm-hmm. that at that high altitude, and the, your oxygen mask will drop and stuff like that. But you will not be sucked out of the plane if you have your seatbelt on. It's, it's not that powerful. But if you're up standing around right in front of the door. Out you go. That guy would go out. The guy that's opening the door, he would go out with it. Just fall into the ground, just nude. I wonder if he'd be happy. Like, where are you when you're at that point in your life? You're 30,000 feet up in the air, and you're just you stripped down, buck naked, and you're ready to open the plane door. Now, you said you want to be a hero. Absolutely. Does, does it make a difference if you're saving a girl or if you're just saving, like, a few dudes? Well, like, a, like a host saver? Like you're, you're going to save this stripper from uh, her life? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm saying, you know, if a girl's drowning compared to a guy drowning, is there more of a hesitation if you're a guy, if there's a guy drowning opposed to a girl? All right. Well, uh, no, I think you go. I think I think it would depend. Like, let's say it was a, a very fat dude and a really hot chick. Yeah. I think you'd be more likely to go, like, you'd go faster if it was the hot chick. Yeah. And you'd, you would think, all right, fat dude's going to float. So he's probably going to be okay, and I'm not going to have to worry about that. Now, would you, if it had been a hot chick in that fire, would you have gone in? Um, she's not hot anymore. Well, she is, but... Uh, Sizzling. She's yeah. smoking. But, uh, I mean, I don't want a burn victim chick. I mean, I do just to cross her off the list, but I don't, you know, I'm not looking for a burn victim. It is the hideout, a hefe dub, Satchel Patch of the Kid, 106.7 WJFK. I'm telling you, man, there's something about being a hero, too, like... All right, these guys, the New England Revolution who stopped this, they're not going to get laid because they play soccer, but maybe they'll get laid because they kept the plane from actually crashing. And that's the other thing you got to think about it, too. Like, you got to think about the poon factor. Mm-hmm. How, as far as this goes related to I'm saving somebody, how big a deal is this going to be when I can go around and I can tell this story for the rest of my life? Yeah, dining out on it's kind of nice. Yeah, because I would think forever I would be that radio host that saved a plane. You know, I stopped the new terrorist or whatever it is. Oh, man, we get so much mileage out of it. Yeah. That's why I was so pissed at Dubs, man. Dubs could have gone in there and saved that Arab dude who was burning to a crisp. We would have made national news, and we'd have been off the beach way sooner. Instead, Selfish sat there, looked at him, and see if he could spit far enough to maybe put it out. Yeah. Well, I ran up to it, and I saw how, how hot the fire Intense. was. And I ran back. I'm like, you know what? It ran, Hero ran through my head for a second. And ran right out. I couldn't handle it. Uh, 800-636-1067 if you want to step into the hideout tonight on a Saturday night. Reminding you, by the way, really quickly, Big O and Dukes got their one-year anniversary party at Velocity 5. That's going on tonight. Velocity 5 tonight. Uh, details on WJFK.com. I saw, I saw a story that happened this week where a guy ended up being a hero. This is more along the lines that I would like to become a hero. Uh, not so much as you as, you know, tackling a naked man and sitting on him for quite some time until mm-hmm. you were able to get help. But this guy, Brian Fenneman, he was actually able to kill somebody. And uh, he's just a normal guy. He did. He had a, uh, a permit for a weapons permit for a 45 caliber handgun. And, and he he found himself, you know, in, in traffic. There was a little bit of road rage going on. And a guy named Douglas Need was uh, attacking a couple of women. And pretty much he found himself in this situation, and a lot of us wonder what we would do. And this guy chose to take action, and it resulted in the death of this 42-year-old guy. And it says that, that it, it, he's, 
confronting, he was pounding on the side of this car, and there were two women in the car with a baby. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Mr. Brian Fenneman said something. He was like, hey, you know, I got a gun. Stop that right now. And then this need character starts, shoot me, shoot me. And he started coming up to him, waving his arms. The story says, just telling me, just shoot me, shoot me. And he kept coming, he kept coming. And he said that's when he fired his first shot into his thigh. You know, almost a warning shot. Pow. You know, probably aiming for his, his groin. Mm-hmm. You know, like most guys do. I'm gonna... No, I would always think you shoot at the knee. I would never want to shoot to kill at first. I'd always try to stop him, and I would shoot at the knee. And I could imagine that's a, what sh- he did. a shot at the knee would hurt. You know, he, he I shot. would shoot for the stomach just because yeah, I think, shot. yeah, I think the, uh, the, the scar and wound. And it's in the stomach. I would just think being shot in the knee will hurt. Well, he shot him in the thigh, and and then this need guy didn't stop. He, he kept coming. He grabbed this guy's shirt. He ripped like he ripped the buttons off. He grabbed him by the arm, and then the guy, other the guy uh, Fenneman had no no other alternative. Shot him at point blank range, right in the in the side of the head. Wow! And killed him. And the district attorney. Uh, ruled that the shooting death was justified. Yeah, I think it is. The guy's going after you. Because the woman said, they ended up, the woman was quoted as saying, uh, I want, you know, I was on the way to, to the police car and, and, uh, or he was on the way to, after the cops finally got there, he was, you know, telling the police. The woman walked up and said, thank you for saving my life. One of the women in the car. Right. So she honestly was in fear for her life. And he Do got they to, know what they were fighting over, though? Road rage. The, this guy cut, cut her <laughs> no! off. Wow. Yeah. The guy, the guy cut the woman off and then the two women in the car started hollering back at him. You know, shout you start and, the story with that. Then it's like, man, you know how many times I saw this not too long ago too. Some guy road rage pulled up next to someone. We're at a stop sign. He gets out. He starts banging on the window, kind of like this guy, just banging on the window. The two people pull off and try like speed out in traffic, making an illegal turn to get away from this clown. He and his uh, uh, stupid dirt stash friend get in their car and start chasing too. And I'm like, oh man. If I had a gun, would I have stepped up? Because they're banging on the yeah. on the window and mm. all sorts of stuff. Have you, have you ever been involved in an incident like that? Oh yeah, I, I've I've cursed a few, few people, threw them the bird, and actually had some, you know try to pull over and fight some somebody before. I actually had a good friend that was shot in a bank line. His girlfriend was a bank teller, and he's sitting there. You know, he pulls through and he's making his deposit because he banked there as well. He's talking to his girl in the line, and the guy behind him starts laying on the horn. And my buddy Tar just you know kind of stuck his hand out the window and flipped him off. The next thing you know, the guy comes out with a shotgun, boom, shoots him in the side. Ooh. And he ended wow. up running, in, running into a couple of things. He didn't die. What area of the country is this happening? This was in Arkansas, in my hometown. Wow. And uh, there you go, one-up in the story again. We've learned this from the Satchel Patch. Every single time he one-ups, he always has a story in which someone, him or himself, it was more dire of a situation than whatever happened in the news. Every single time, Satchel Patch. What, Sorry. What, what can I do? What, what was the guy, the, the name of this Tard, your friend? What was Tard, that's his name. Tard? Clay Tard. Clay Tard. Yeah, Clay Tard. So he, it, it, it finally just got shortened to Tard. The kid was retarded. And uh, so Tard was his name. And Tard got shot in line at the bank. And then he tried to, he tried to stop him. What was he getting him. a paycheck for? Why was he cashing money? Uh, he was a fat ass whose dad owned a deli. All he did was sit there and help out and uh, eat sandwiches. Uh, I he helped get he rid of say, old meat. I don't know if he was a professional stamp licker. No. <laughs> no, no, no. What the hell is going on in the world in which you live, Satchel Patch? All the stupid stories that you have. It's, did he I don't just know. one-up himself? Yeah, you know what? I think he did. There's another one. <laughs> you one-upped your own stupid story from the very beginning. It is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. All right, we're going to come back on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe that's already the first hour down. On the other side of this, 
There's a new controversial ad by PETA. All right. I hate PETA. Now. I like this commercial. Though. I would like to hero them. Maybe shoot a couple of them. Take me, it down. Uh, let me tell you this. After you hear this, you're going to become a fan of PETA. I don't like PETA. Wait. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't no. matter. Oh, no. I would rather hold it instead of hurting PETA. I would like to get cats and strangle them and kick them in front of PETA and say, what take if, that. What if you had hummus with it? Here on the other side, I'm going to play you something from PETA. And you may actually become a fan of theirs. And it's also going to help us, too, help the kid. Believe it or what? not, it's all related to you, my man. That's next in The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Hideout. Prostitutes, pimps, gamblers. It's time for The Hideout Minutes with the kid McLovin. In the last hour of The Hideout, we talked about the Batman movie, having to see it first, and Hefe ruining the ending for me. Hefe talked about why he hates Batman, recounting the stories of his childhood. We talked about being heroes, and Satchel told us of his historic feat of letting kids get beat up before saving them. We talked about a soccer team saving a plane by holding down a naked man, which would be a dream come true for dubs. Satchel Patch one-upped himself with his own story about road rage. Still nothing funny from Hefe. Hey! I'm the kid, and now you're up to date on the hideout. What? That is true. What? With El Jefe and Jay Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling's so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Kicking it into hour two. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Uh, Hefe and Dub, Satchel Patch, the kid, McLovin, we're all here. Your Saturday night buddies if you want to participate. If you're on your way out to the Big O and Duke's anniversary party, get there. Velocity 5. Uh, it's on Lee Highway in Falls Church. Congratulations to the boy for making it a year without being fired. Honestly, in this business, in this format... That's really an accomplishment. I know the boys have been doing really well doing nights, kicking it up into the middays, and uh, congratulations to, again, Big O and Dukes. Uh, you got a chance to win an iPod Touch. They got uh, some T-shirts, uh, the uh, one-year anniversary wristbands, all that's going on at Velocity 5, Nameless, who runs HideoutHeretics.net. Great guy. He's headed out there as well. Wonderful. Those of you that aren't heading out, maybe you're listening on WJFK.com. Also, want you to go check out the Pal Talk room that we got set up. It's a little bit lighter right now than it is during the week, but I get that. It's a Saturday night, and you're headed out and about. Hideout Radio is also the instant messenger, and we got maybe something else kind of cool cooking so you can get an entire view of this studio. We might have that happening by next week. Wonderful. Right here on uh, WJFK.com. Oh, go leave it. A nicer and nasty post, too. A comment on our page on WJFK.com. We were taking a lot of the heat for Tony Snow over the last week because we thought it was inappropriate people talking smack about him after he died. So, hey, talk smack about us if you want to. However, uh, you can talk smack about Heath Ledger. I'm okay with that. Enough time's passed. Uh, 800-636-1067. We'll get to that PETA thing in a second that I was telling you guys about. Uh, first, though, just kind of related to the entertainment business. I'm a little pissed off. They announced the Emmys this week. Yeah. Um, by far the best show of the year not nominated. What's that? Flight of the Concords. From what I saw, HBO's Flight of the Concords did not get a nomination, and it should have been nominated uh, for Best Comedy. 
it was easily the best show of this past year. Now, I wonder if uh, I didn't get to check out the nominations. I wonder if uh, Californication got it. Uh, Californication, from what I saw in comedies, did not get it. Oof. But maybe it was maybe there was a whole category that I missed, and there's a special cable category. But those easily two of the best shows uh, of the last year not getting nominations. However, let me ask you this really quickly: mm -hmm. drama series. Which one of these would you go with? All right, Boston Legal. No, no. Damages on FX. Never seen it. Not interested. Mad Men. I don't even know what that is. I've it, heard that's good. But it comes down to these three: House, Dexter. Or lost. <sighs> it's either Dexter or Lost for me, and I have to go with Lost. This last season was pretty good. I think I got to agree with you. It'd be very close though for me for Dexter. But you know what? Lost is going to get theirs, so I'd like to see Dexter pick it up too. Either way, I'd be very happy. How are the two guys, Brett and Jermaine, not put in for actor in a comedy when you got Charlie Sheen and Tony Shalhoub? Stop it already with this. <laughs> two and a half men? Yeah, two and a half men gets nominated it's over terrific. Flight of the Concord. I mean, come on. There's two guys and their kid. And it's just it's really... Silly. Hey, speaking of <laughs> Emmy-worthy, uh, so you know the big deal this week was that... Well, last week we didn't really talk about it, but um, what's his name? Jesse Jackson uh, saying that he wanted to castrate Obama. And then I guess, too, he also dropped the N-bomb in reference to Obama. Which is a big deal when you think about all the hell that Jesse Jackson has given other people for the use of that word. He's wanting people fired. He's wanting them to lose their livelihood. Remember what happened to Michael Richards? And mm -hmm. he was talking about that whole thing. And the guy at the Laugh Factory out there said he was going to fine guys 50 bucks every time they use the N-word. Yep, even black guys. And Jesse Jackson was all over it and said, yes, this is a great start. Uh, well, now the guy from the Laugh Factory is like, at the very least, Jesse Jackson should be paying $50 for this charity that we set up, which is actually a pretty good deal. But uh, really quickly, let's listen to Al Sharpton and his comments on the N-word and Jesse Jackson saying it in a hideout download. Well, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I think that uh, this uh, certainly does not reflect the Reverend Jackson that we all know and love. And it, Yeah, because he does. said it behind the scenes. That's not what he goes out and puts forth, but that's actually who he really is. Yeah. And don't tell me that Sharpton has never said the N-word neither. I, I guarantee that flies out of his mouth constantly. Oh, you can just tell with some people. Anybody vocal like this that has a great opinion has thrown out the N-word Everyone has said it. Yeah. It's just funny and hypocritical from Jackson for it to come this way. He has said that he apologized to Senator Obama. I've not uh, heard any statement on this last revelation. Clearly, all of us must strive to do in private what we uh, profess in public. And once we have uh, taken this public position, we have that responsibility. I've said, and many of uh, uh, those in other groups, NAACP and others, that we've all used it in the past. And we've got to stop it as we challenge this nation. We can't challenge others without challenging ourselves. So this is disheartening. And uh, I, I still hold Reverend Jackson in high esteem. But I certainly... Why? do not at all uh, uh, condone the use of the word by Reverend Jackson or myself or anyone else. I want Jackson to go on to uh, Imus and apologize for using the N-word. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> that is a good thing to do. He should go right there and absolutely say, uh, hat in hand, I am sorry. Yeah. 800-636-1067. Um, the way it kind of ties into TV, like I was talking about a second ago, 
Uh, you know this. You saw this. This is on The View, the which view. normally I would never really care about The View, but they get into an argument over it? Yeah, a little Hesselbeck, the... Uh, the um, Funny bitch. Yeah, well, she's the she's the right winger on the show, which is just funny because she's the biggest idiot. So they uh, it's true. Well, to life. No, and uh, uh, you're the right winger on this show, and you're obviously the dumbest one. Me and Flip are both right wing. Oh yeah, and the kid, all you look at me surrounded by knuckleheads. You like to hug trees. Why? Why? Why do you know so much about the view again? The View, it's uh, one of the biggest shows out there, daytime yep. shows. You I have to it. know about it. I enjoy it. And it's not bad every once in a while. My but, dream girl's on it. But Whoopi and, uh, which right. one? Whoopi. Whoopi? Yeah. Whoopi and uh, little Elizabeth Hasselbeck got into it about the N-word and how um, they live in two different worlds. That's what uh That's what uh, Whoopi said. Yeah, Upper and East Side and Upper West Side. That's the two, that's the two different worlds. <laughs> no, but they come from so, different backgrounds. And uh, Hesselbeck tries to say that, no, we're all one world, you know, type people. My thing is that we don't live in different worlds. We live in the same world. We do when live I in hear... different worlds. I'm sorry. Well, you know I'm what? sorry. It's the way it is, Elizabeth. This is the way it is. When it's, when when, it's this music. is how I grew up. My mother could not go and vote in the United States of America, the place of her birth. Don't we, we go every, wait, 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 every, yes, we would like to, but you don't understand. I want you to, but what I need you to understand is the frustration that goes along with when you say we live in the same world. It isn't balanced, and we would like it to be, but you have to understand, you have to listen to the fact that we're telling you there are issues, there are huge problems that still affect us, and you've got to know this I'm not want trying to, to know take, us. I'm not, I understand that. I'm not but it trying didn't to sound like it. I am not trying to take that away from you. When we are living in this world and, and we are living, living in a world where there is in, <laughs> in the pop culture, when that world is then used, when there when there are <laughs> this is upsetting to me because okay. Okay, just take a breath I, and let someone I, I, else talk. But this is a conversation that is hard and we're gonna have it here and we have it here well because we love each other. Yes. Shut up, I hate all of you. <laughs> we she love just got, each- she got so flustered that she couldn't uh, express herself. She starts crying. The black girl's picking on me. It's like gym class all over again. <laughs> Whoopi, Whoopi's right. World where pop culture then uses that term, mm-hmm. and we're trying to get to a place where we feel like we're in the same place, where we feel like we're in the same world. How are we supposed to then move forward if we keep using terms that bring back that pain? I can that, tell you. Here's how? how we do it. You listen and say, okay, oh, this is Whoopi how we're using our problems. this word, and this is why we do it. You have to say, well, you know what? I understand that, but let's find a new way to move forward. You must acknowledge the understanding of what it is yeah. and why how it is. How about this? In no, order to go- let's acknowledge, and Whoopi is absolutely correct. Her mother couldn't vote in the, this country, blah, 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 blah. You take that not as a negative of where we are, as a positive of where we are today and how much has changed and how much has gotten better instead of looking at it like everything, like it's still that bad. That's, she, what, you may, that's what you portray it to be. No, Whoopi's not looking at it like that. Yeah, She's she just is. saying it's, it's not equal. It's still not equal. Yeah, and it's, it's not, getting there, though. And, it's getting there, but it's not. The little whitey over there is just, oh, it's so equal. We do live in the same world, but we don't. Put, your, put, put this in your mind. Let's say you're at a pull your hand out of your own pants. Yes, you're 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 at a party somewhere and you're hanging out with a bunch of fellas and then there's the uh, one token guy that comes up. So there's one black guy at the party, you know, and he's there and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. We got a black person here. He doesn't feel odd or anything like that. Reverse the roles. Let's say you're driving down the street and you see a hundred black people hanging out 
And would you go pull up and be the one white person there? Absolutely not. And you know what? That's always what I... I it depends on their age. I've I'm, al- I'm more ageist than racist. I've always said that, too. When somebody... This girl was talking about, you know, when I drive through a black neighborhood, when I drive through Southeast, and I'm driving through certain parts of D.C., I, as a white girl, feel afraid. And I go, uh, imagine how I feel every day of my life. Yeah. Every day is like that for me. And I'm a, a light-skinned Mexican. I couldn't imagine if I was a brother every day in that situation, and that's where you got to work. Listen, are you saying you're afraid of white people? Yes, you people are crazy. Listen to this. We, we're, I'll eat your babies. We're in the Tampa hideout. <laughs> Name uh, uh, how many black people we have working in our building. Uh, one. One. We, and maybe two. We do? <laughs> maybe two. Yeah. One. That's right. it. Now, how how is that equal if, if you walk into some place and you're the only black person you see in the building? Hold that's on, odd. Well, yeah, right. I wouldn't go to work. Wait, 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 wait. How uh, big is uh, the population uh, in comparison, white, black, Spanish? What is it? Whites, it's like... Um, 48% or 40 Yeah, somewhere percent? in that neighborhood. And otherwise, it's broke up like blacks, 20-something. Uh, Latinos, maybe it's getting upwards towards 30-something. So why do, we need, why do we need... Uh, 50-50 split black and white. I'm not it's not 50-50, but you're saying it's opposed to one out of a thousand. I could care less. I'm not for affirmative action. I think, you know, the, the person that's most qualified should get the job, but I'm just saying it is kind of odd you walk in the building and not see one black person there. Uh, of course. I've had... Somebody else have a conversation for just one yes. second. We have a man... <laughs> she's so funny. Yeah, she's just hilarious. Right. And then that's how that ends. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's not. It's not equal. It's not even close. It, to it's being not because because when you have people uh, and, and I'm whatever grandmothers when like my grandmother's extremely racist yes. and I know other black people's grandparents they experienced real racism. So it's handed down to parents until you can get about two generations. Like maybe and when we're, we're old, almost there. Maybe when ninety and stuff like that, it might be an equal playing field, but not right now. Uh, if you want to step in, 800-636-1067, it is the hideout, F.A. Dub, Satchel Patch, and the kit. But instead of saying that we are still trying to hammer down people and push them down, it's not true. It's not true anymore. Oh, no, we're not trying to hammer them down or push them down. I could, I could care less. You know, honestly, to tell you the truth, I, I really could care less. I just, the, my mentality is, you know, I go through thinking everybody's equal, but they're still... You know, whatever. I still uh, are, there, are there certain words though you just can't say. I mean, I know there are words you no. can't say on the radio. On the radio, but like otherwise, no. Like, is, this, is there a word you think right, I'm never going to say this word ever again? Absolutely not. I think America has dumbed itself down. There's too many hippies walking around up there. Too many crybabies. That if you say something, they they whatever happened to sticks and stones? You know, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Say what the hell you want to say. But I do get the fact that th- with that specific word, man, there is a lot of hatred that goes back to it, and that what's so tied what? to it. So what? If I how but else? But again, I, that's so I, what to you? I, well, no, I wouldn't say that to somebody I liked. But if somebody that I disliked and I wanted to say hateful things, I'm not going to say, "Hey, you sob or this right there." I got a perfect word that I could just. I'll throw it out there and slap you right across the face with it. So that's what I'm going to do. But See, it, that's where when, even the when, unfairness of it is because there's nothing like that for white guys. But it, not it, we, are, we aren't the ones giving it the power anymore. Yeah. 
Like, Absolutely, you, there's still power to that word. Exactly, but, but that's, we are, but that's, that's easy to be taken away. History will always, history gives that word power. It's not a matter of you or that. It's history that will always have that word power. No, 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 yes, no, Yes, no. absolutely. When when people stop getting sensitive over certain words, that's when the word loses power but and when it you doesn't stop matter. Get, when you stop being sensitive over the word, then you've completely lost a sense of history and what that specifically means. What's, what's more offensive? Why do you care about history? What? Who's what? Who's what bad? do you mean? Why do you care about history? I'm it's, sorry. Let's live in the now. No, what? you can't because you always have to. You always got to look at where they Why carry dead people's baggage? You have to because dead people's baggage gets handed down, whether it's a will yeah. or whether it's a mental uh, a mental capacity. You were stupid to think what happened yesterday doesn't affect today. What's wrong with you? No, I, yesterday's fine. Hasselback dogs? A uh, hundred years ago? No, it doesn't affect. It's very much still plays no. in the dust. All right, then it doesn't matter that 300 years ago, some guys in England decided they wanted religious freedom, so they were going to find a new land. That doesn't matter at all today? It could end tomorrow if we don't wow. if we don't oh. continue. Okay, mister. Why don't you go cling to your guns and your God and your government? All right. Jesus. That's what's, kept, that's what's kept us safe all these years. Yeah, he's got a point there. 800-636-1067. Instead of clinging to a word. Yeah, it's not clinging to a word. It's it's almost a survival of the fittest. You know, the cream will always rise to the top. The best out there Why is it got to be power. the cream? Why is it the white cream? Because we're obviously the most powerful, you know? Look, look over history and look who's ruling right now in all the power positions. Look who has made asserted themselves to the top. That's not always been the case. That has certainly not always been the Let's case. Let's go to line one. Caller X. Caller X, you're in the hideout. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How's everybody going? Uh, okay, enough pleasantries. <laughs> I have a modest proposal. My proposal is this. Black Americans have quite properly retaken the ownership of the N-word. Congratulations. And I think that's more than fair. I think in exchange, though, white people should retake M ever and Oh, you got cut off. Yeah, we lost it. Uh, Sorry, bro. Yeah, uh, 800-636-1067. All right, let me ask the kid. All right, let's take bets. I want you to be honest. No, he is. Okay. Be honest. to a black person. Be, on be honest. All right. Has the kid, our 26-year-old Lily White Virgin, ever dropped the N-bomb? I am going to say no. I'm saying yes. I'm saying he had to have at one point. Um, kid, mind you, no one knows who you are. Right. We will all. I will. I admit, I have. Yeah. Uh, during the break, constantly satchel patch and dubs are using it. So the question <coughs> is to you, the kid. Have you ever, in a context that didn't involve music, you know what I mean, or the repeating back of a lyric, lyric or, or a movie or, or a movie. said of my own fruition? No, I have not. Why? You want to try it out? Right, let me ask you. What? I want to take that baby for a spin real quick. <laughs> try it out. It's kind of fun. It's liberating. Stop it. All right, now let me ask you. What's more shocking, that he's never said that word or that he's, he never, lie or that he's never run a batch? I would say the fact that he has never run a batch. No, never using that word. That's a little more shocking. I mean, it is a word. I think I've used every word in the English language at least once. Yeah, yeah. but most of them incorrectly. Yeah, you well, what happened? That was the first word my parents taught me as a, as a toddler. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 800-636-1067. So, you have never, ever, the kid, used that word? No, I've never used it. What do you think of that word? I, if it's offensive to people, it's offensive to people. Now, here, here's the funny thing. I believe he will use it the first time he runs a batch. <laughs> I think those are actually going to go hand in hand. 
Hey, by the way, somebody said this on the Instant Messenger. Speaking of, you know, that word, I heard Dubs is so anti-racist, he won't even say the word vinegar. So I guess mm-hmm. that's a little too close for you, and that's where you stand. Uh, all right, well, that's actually, that's kind of uh, a good for you, I guess. Like, are you are you so pure? Like, have we not realized that maybe we have Jesus in the hideout? No, we, he's not. But we look at the kid McLovin and, like, you really are what Jesus would do. Everything about you is just pure. and It's not. Are you the golden child kid? Because you hadn't run a batch. No. You hadn't had sex. You haven't ha- have you ever had a racist thought at all? Not really. Not really. I don't think that way. Wow. Yeah, you were, A, you, let me say this. Uh, you're unpatriotic. Because that's very <laughs> un-American to not either run a batch or uh, have sex I mean, or use that word. Well, that or you said you haven't had a racist thought. We aren't even talking about just black people. We're talking about Arab, Spanish. You've never had a racist thought, period, about any of those people? No, nothing that comes to mind. Really? Not, not I don't think there's one day where I haven't had at least one racist thought. <laughs> if I'm driving in the car, Idiot. I get at least one. Typical. Actually, this typical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. And you know, listen. I'll be honest with you. I think probably I'm in between. I don't have as many racist thoughts as you guys, not to say that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's almost human nature. But you do about white people. You're racist against white people every day, I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, a lot of times. Probably. Uh, well-founded, but whatever. Uh, but that's what's kind of funny, though. Is, like I said, it's within human nature. Yeah. And so this kid is so not... Honestly, we may have like an angel he's or just a out of deity. Touch. He's no. just out of touch. He may be like the golden child, I would, man. I wouldn't say I'm out of touch. I would. Of yourself, you obviously are. <laughs> Let's go through a few uh, phone calls real quick. Line three, Phil. You're in the hideout. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Just a couple quick things. Funny, I went for a, a transit position as a bus driver here in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And I walk in to you know, stand in line. And literally, I was the only white person in about 300 easy African-Americans standing around me. Everybody eyeing me up, sizing me up. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a reverse thing, you know, how I felt. And then inside, I was sitting there, you know, do the written test first. And then people were referring to me as the end bomb Of course, that's cool for that to happen, but of course, I couldn't retali- retaliate. You know right. I mean? Yeah, you could. You were just scared to. No. So <laughs> when, when you're surrounded, like, you know, a scene from Wizard of the Oz or something, you're not really going to do that. Right? Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, but that's funny, though, because it gives you that perspective. And again, you just got to think, all right, what's that like for for the brother who goes into the situation of his number? Well, I, don't think, I don't think ever that bad. I mean, I don't, I mean I, who knows? But. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, line... Uh, one Haney. Haney, you're in the hideout. Yeah, yeah. Hi, how you doing, guys? I was so, just calling to, um, because I'm from I'm from California, mm-hmm. and out there they they posted in the newspapers that white people in California are actually a minority. Yeah, and, uh, that, I thought that was pretty interesting, and and the whole thing when you guys were talking about history is is a lot of people they they leave out when they teach it in school is that the tribes over in Africa they they actually uh, gave they did the enslaving. They, they they gave their 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 uh, tribe members that that were basically outlaws. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, they leave that out of the history books a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, in fairness, and thank you for the phone call, a lot gets left out of history books. I mean, that's not anything new, to be perfectly honest with you. You make it look like this, like the Indians were somehow the bad people, and we were the ones that came over and took their land. Line two, Eddie. Let's take one more call. Eddie, you're in the hideout. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, buddy. Hey, look at here. Um, I, the only problem I really have with the black and white issue is the 
during during my uh, working relationship with them, uh, they constantly called. They degrade their own self more than any white person that I know of degrade them. And how how are we as a white society going to ever get over the act of calling a name out whenever they, they choose not to? Respect their own issues and not not call themselves. Right? Hey, so you got Hasselbacks uh, back on this one, right? Sir? You you got Hasselbacks back. You're basically agreeing with her. It's like, hey, if you're going to continue to use the word, how are we ever going to get past it? That, that's correct. That's correct. How, right. how are we ever going to get past it if we can't get them themselves to break down the word and de- define it in a different way? All right. Thank you, my man. I don't know. I want to hear from a brother, 800-636-1067, because I'm the lone minority right now in the hideout. And I'm feeling outnumbered and uncomfortable as usual. That's the way it goes. Listen, I, first of all, uh, words uh, will always have a certain amount of power, regardless whether people use it or have it or not. And again, some people are allowed to say it and some people aren't. That's what's actually kind of funny about Jackson saying it is because he can. But he he's can't, a black guy. No, no, he can't because he's gone so far against it. Yeah, but that, that, you can't say it. I can. No, that's, that's always that's not, always that's the not, way not, that hasn't been his mantra though. His mantra is no one should use it. It shouldn't be used in rap music. It shouldn't be used. Blah blah blah. So he he put himself in that position where he can't use it either. By the way, Mexicans can. I just want to let you know that we can. And we do a lot, um, specifically in the barrio. A guy was talking about L.A. That guy called back every other word. Every every Mexican I've ever known that's really kind of hood and street, that's their word, too. You know what I mean? It's and Puerto Ricans and everyone, they all just you take the, the word. the term of endearment? Oh, yeah, it's a term of endearment, absolutely. Yeah. And it's almost, I guess, kind of in the way that like a dirt stash would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right. Well, there you go. I think we solved the world's race problems. Wonderful. I think more than anything else, we discovered we got something special over here in the kid. <laughs> I mean, we really do have almost an angel of sorts. I bet you are like Dogma, where you don't even have boy parts. And it is just, just he's just like a Ken doll. And that's all that you are. And you just, you're anatomically um, ambiguous. There's nothing there. Because you are so not human. You know what you might be? A lizard boy. You might be from the movie V. Not V for Vendetta, but the original miniseries. Where mm-hmm. you, there is green skin underneath there because you're not human. Look at him. He he can't even imagine uh, saying that word or being with women. He is just thinking about hockey season, hockey season. He's almost like a puppy in that way. Good for you, kid. What it's like to be so innocent. Do you wish you had I've that innocence? Never. I don't know if I've ever been that innocent I've even not, when I was a child. I have not witnessed innocence like that unless it is a retarded person. <laughs> that is the only way you ever get that kind of innocence. But even retarded people uh, pleasure themselves almost to a fault. Yeah. How, how did you get to this point? That's what's so, the most most interesting interesting thing about it. Was it how do you I, got do to I this have point. to explain it to you? What, yeah. Was it was it Jesus? Was it Buddha? Was it Muhammad? No. What has made you so timid, so so quiet, so meek, so? Well, what has made you so the one up and everything? Because I'm made, curious. But, but I'm curious. Therefore, I go out and find things, and I go seek things mm-hmm. out, and I try it out, and I I, I experience life instead of just kind of sit in the corner and let everything pass by. I don't understand how you could just be so 
so innocent. There's like you're, curious George, the monkey always got into trouble just because he would go out and, and do things. It happens. That's a, that's what humans do. Nobody's perfect. Humans do get in trouble. That's I, just and natural. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to say. No, I'm we perfect. don't think no, you're I perfect. Think you, I do. I, I I'm not trying to say that at all. But I Except think for your neck hair, but whatever. Yeah, but what <laughs> <laughs> uh, <but laughs> what I think is that you have such a different jaded definition of happiness or what makes you happy than I do. I. How, how my happiness does not have to do with you not doing but, anything. But for you to be happy, you've got to you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you got to have crazy stories, you mm-hmm. got to you got to do all that stuff. The what makes you happy? For me, Care Bears. <laughs> really? Seriously? That, no, that's for it. Me, you're, my you're little t- pony. For me, going home, turn on TV, watching Sports Center. That most. makes me happy. And that's it, huh? Yeah. Wow. I almost envy that life. You know what I mean? Well, that's a couch potato. Do you go outside? Do you do anything outdoors? No, oh, look at him. Come He's on, pasty. Dude. He's like powder. Come on, dude. I'm not a couch potato. I'm here more than I'm home. Have you ever stepped on a worm? Have you ever got dirt underneath your fingernails? Have you ever, like, shot a BB gun at a bird? Have you ever got a, a, a slingshot yes. and shot out light bulbs on, on street posts? No. Have you ever rolled your neighbor's house? No. Have you ever hidden your neighbor's bushes because she's a crazy old lady why and you, wait for her to come you, out at why night do you and scream? Care about this so much? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of what you do for entertainment. I'm Other telling you what I do for entertainment. You go sports sit in, in front of sports center. Yeah, but but I'm here you all day. You know what? It's like it's rain man. It's like dumbing uh, dumbing it down, dumbing down life to where if you're not uh, outside of home, you get home yeah, and you just like sit sports. in front of the definitely sports. Yeah, you sports just sit in front of a TV and let the TV think for you. All right, hold on. It is the hideout. One hundred six point seven. We're attacking you. We're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm telling you, I I'm here all day. I, you see what I do here. I go home. I and I'm, let the TV tell you what to think. No, TV doesn't tell me what to think. Then what do you do? You don't think for yourself. You sit in front of the TV like you said, and just that's what makes you happy. I do happy. think for myself. I mean, why are you saying I don't think for myself? Well, you think turn TV on, <laughs> sit down on couch, grab potato chips. Now, wait, you, hold, hold on, hold, wait, wait, wait. Are you the male small wonder? Is that what this is? You are the male version of Vicky. I <laughs> say he doesn't even know what small wonder is, so he has no idea. He has no point of reference on it. When you're watching, are you wearing a onesie? Oh. <laughs> um, I, again, let me reset. If you're just now joining the hideout and wondering why do we care so much about this kid with his high-pitched voice, because he's a 26-year-old virgin, he's a very innocent guy. And then completely on the other hand, you have the satchel patch who is really doing the devil's work mm-hmm. and everything he does in his life. And then uh, here, Hefe and Dubs. So, and again, I'm with the Satchel Patch. Like, I love to figure out. I really do feel like I should have majored in anthropology because I love to analyze people. And as much as I like a couple of nutcases like the Satchel Patch and Dubs, I also love the complete opposite and the pureness of the kid McLovin. And I think it drives, you know what it is right now, too? It's almost like the devil. Like, the devil is mad at Jesus because he can't understand why Jesus would be so pure and not want to go do awful No, Jesus, no hold on. I'm not saying it has to be bad. Jesus went out and healed. Jesus went out and did things. Jesus didn't sit on the on the dirt floor and, and watch the, the Arabic sportscaster talk about who won the soccer game for eight hours. Jesus went out and did things. Kid. He went fishing. He went, he went and broke bread. Let's let's refresh everybody real quick on your you, you're you're virgin. Right. How far have you gotten with a chick? Have you ever made out with one? Yes. Okay. And that's about it. Okay. Yes. Do you want to fill me up? 
<laughs> you stay right now. You do not come any closer. Listen, I I think you need to experience some stuff, and it's not happening uh, with the girls. No, so no, I'll you stay you, right I'll, there. I'll I want to see me. this. I want to see this. I want to see you groping. No, I'll let you do it. Touch no. it. I touch no. it. I think I think uh, someone as pure as you wouldn't be gay. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm, not, be... I'm not doing that. Why I'm not? not doing that? Not even just like a little hug. No. Have you ever hugged anyone like a man before? No. Dad? You never hugged dad? Well, actually, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. At some point in my life. Have you you don't know if you hugged your father or not? Yeah, I have. Do your parents, like, because you live with them now, so it's right. a big deal. And I hate, I, I know you hate it when it turns into a, a quizzing of you. But yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's just, you got to realize it's interesting to us. So when they, like, they think you're, like, the perfect kid, like, um, you, no. you could do no, no wrong? He obviously never got spankings as a child. No, that's incorrect. You did get weapons. Yes. What'd you get weapons for? All sorts of stuff. Like what? That's, uh, what, that's what I don't understand. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like you, when you were outside, did you do anything? Like you know, I got weapons for for doing all kinds of things. What did you get weapons but for? What did you get weapons for? Can I? Uh, wait, can I guess what the kid got weapons for? Sure. Did you kill a cat, cut off his tail, and wear it as your own? gonna say kill a cat but instead i was gonna say cut off the ears, I don't, <laughs> even the ears. yeah i don't even remember what i did but i know i got in trouble and as then, a kid and you got weapons yeah and you can't keep up think of one instance no not really I, and listen eventually kid my goal is just just to know you because you are so you do you realize how different you are yeah i realize how different i am but you I do. I, and again, I don't think that it's bad. You realize no. they do. No, I know they do. I, I don't I, think it's I, bad. I, I don't think it's bad. I just find it very interesting. I don't find. I don't think it's bad. I think it's more weird. <laughs> Coming from I you, you're, I think you're a weirdo. Coming from him, you're a weirdo. I'm normal. No, you are so not. You normal. are not normal. I'm normal. You're no, a weirdo. No, you're not normal. How am I not normal? What do I do that's not normal? First of all, you can't even tell a story in here. If I came up with a story, the Name most one outrageous th- story in the world. You would try to one up. Well, your outrageous story is my I was building Legos and my brother came and kicked over my Lego castle, so I sat in the corner and pouted. <laughs> All right, let's wow. take a break. Let's wow. take a break and come back. We need unity. I don't know how this went devolved into you two picking on each other. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a devil versus Jesus sort of situation. And, and you here. know, let me let me just say one thing. Absolutely. There are things that I will not talk about in the show that and you know a little bit about it and they're just things I won't talk about, and I'll leave it at that. Wow. Does that have anything to do with you wearing stilettos? No. That's powerful. Does that have anything to do with you groping males? No. Do you want it to be? No. Okay. I'm not I'm not the guy that uh, hands out gay porn. That's true. Oh! That is true. Satchapachi did do that. I did. Let me ask you this. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do we need to hug it out, bitch? Do we, all, do we need a group hug? So that I, I think we do. No, I'm good. I think we need a group hug. All right, I'm good. Let's take a break. No hugs. We'll come back on the other side. I hate that it, it devolved into this because we were having so much fun, and Satchel Patch had to take it to a place. He had to take it to a place where uh, you knew you were going to get the kid angry, and I don't want the kid to be angry. I want him to feel comfortable in the hideout. How did I make him angry? Because but, you were picking on him. Because I said he was a weirdo? I wasn't yes. picking on him. You were picking I on him. I was not picking on him. I wanted to know what he take did a besides break. watch TV. Let's take a break. <laughs> so what? Maybe that's all people want to do is no, watch No, it's TV. not. Maybe it is. Yes, it is. What do I have to say to you? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Did you get whoopings for watching too much TV? All right. We'll take a break and come back on the other side. I'll get to that PETA ad, which is actually pretty. That's maybe something you guys can agree on. 
Everyone. That we're Kicking gonna... cats in front of PETA? Stop it. That we're going to love PETA after this. In the Peter. hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Damn it, man. I swear you guys live on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. You're in the, in the hideout. Yeah. The hideout. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Back in the hideout, it is a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. Reminded the Big O and Dukes. Year anniversary party going on tonight. Head out to Falls Church, Velocity 5. Lee Highway, go celebrate with the boys. They got all sorts of good stuff given out. iPod Touch, iTunes gift cards, T-shirts, wristbands. Uh, UFC fight also going on. They're going to be uh, having that as well. Velocity 5 tonight at 9 o'clock. Of course, Joe Radio also on the way. 800-636-1067. Uh, all right, so I got a little testy in here. Hopefully we've all hugged and made up. The satchel patch and the Stay kid. away from me. Yeah, all right. The, the kid, obviously. He doesn't want to hug. I've, I've offered. You wanted to be new, though. Nude. It didn't have to be nude. It could have been all over the over the, the, uh, the clothes. At some point. At some point, we'll get to that scene. Hey, I want to let you know, too, uh, Pal Talk. we got a room in there going. People are chatting it up on a Saturday night. If you're not headed out to the Big O and Duke's party. Uh, and the instant messenger is Hideout Radio. If you want to do that. Uh, on the way, dumb jam poetry and hideout bedtime thoughts making a return on 106.7 WJFK. And the bedtime thoughts, just real quick on what they are so you can get amped up for those. Um, it was something I came up with a long time ago where uh, right before I go to bed, my mind's all full of debauchery and um, energy drinks. So <laughs> my mind's just racing at night. And the most ridiculous stuff pops into my head, and I write them down. And then sometimes I'll just bring them in here as a bedtime thought, just to see what uh, your guys' answers to these little questions running through my head would be. All right, hey, let me do this for you. Uh, PETA, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, uh, came out. They got a new ad campaign when it comes to spaying and neutering your dogs. And the, the ad campaign rolls like this. Uh, it's a couple of parents talking to uh, their daughter, all right? And they're talking to their daughter about sex. First of all, though, uh, how was the conversation for you, when, it, the, like the sex conversation? Did you ever have it with your parents? I never got one from my parents, no. Yeah, mine was with my dad. We were on our way back from a baseball game, and uh, we're dry. I remember this clearly. It was in Dallas. You always remember them so clearly. Yeah. They're so awkward. I was. We were on I twenty going down the little hill, <laughs> and um, heading heading back into Grand Prairie, Texas. And he goes, "So, you got hair down there yet?" <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> Can I see? <laughs> Do you? Uh, you got any questions? Um, no, not really. You gay? No. Um, uh, 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, if you got any questions, I have some videos if you want to watch them. <laughs> I already found them. They're very sporty. Uh, know that, Dad. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I learned everything I need to know uh, at school and from my babysitter when I was uh, a kid, and she molested me. Now, the closest thing I've ever had to a uh, sex talk with my dad was about two years ago. Uh, uh, talking about the lions? No. Uh, actually, probably about a year and a half ago, right after me and my ex broke up, like three months after, he's like, so are you porking anyone yet? <laughs> No, nope, no porking going on, Dad. You're a classy individual. <laughs> I, uh, with me, I guess I, I hit some porn. I was, you know, skateboarding around town, and I remember we found this this little magazine. It was more of a pamphlet or a pamphlet size magazine. It wasn't your full blown Playboy or anything like that. And uh, it had it was pretty graphic and pretty good. So this was a keeper, definitely. So I hid it under my bed, which every young child should do with pornographic materials you hide it you don't go turn it into the police and try to get the man in speedo arrested but uh it's your history you know of course i hit it and my dad i guess decided you know he was home one day so we were doing some laundry whatever around the house and washed the bed sheets and he was putting them back on lifted the the mattress and found this little magazine so then he decided to uh he didn't do it up front he kind of snuck it in there he's like hey man go teach you how to drive you know 12 10, 11, 12, something like that. So he decided to go take me out to the fair and show me how to drive. Do you mm-hmm. know how to use stick? Yeah. That's what it was. He was going to teach me to go how to use a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we go out there to the fair, fairgrounds in my hometown. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's empty. I'm driving around. And so he's, he says, uh, look what I found. You know, he found this magazine. I said, oh, no. Did he, uh, did, did, he, he did he tape his picture on top of the woman's no. faces? No, no, no. Okay. And he started to go into it, you know, it's, hey, your mother really likes this. And he, he didn't ask me if, <laughs> he started telling me, yeah, now you know me and your mom still have sex. And I'm, oh, no, that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Yeah, I'm probably 14, 15, something like that. I, I'm not 16 yet, so I couldn't drive. Were you a virgin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I didn't lose that until I was 18. Uh, huh. Wait a second. Out of everybody I lost at first? Yeah, look at you. Wow. Stud. What? You were six. Oh, you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was from a man. No, it was a fat woman. But ahead, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, he, said he baited me in that way, and he started out, you know, me and your mom still have sex. It's healthy. You know, you need to be married. You know, and some of the, you know, just a more, more moral type of uh, a sex talk. I'm glad that so, stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like it sank right in. Uh, the kid, obviously, I mean, I don't want to linger on this because we kind of picked on you enough, but have, have they had that talk with you yet at all? Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Really? Really? Yeah, well, actually, it was it was kind of weird. Was it when you uh, were 14 or was it like later on or was it earlier? It was probably around that age. I don't remember okay. how old I was. Uh, it was, no, actually, I was younger than that, to be honest with you. 12-ish? Uh, younger than that. Uh, what, they, what? How did it come up? Like, what did they say? No, they actually, my dad actually took me to, like, one of these uh, growing up things where, like, you had to... go to class? Yeah. Oh, so you, like, you did you, like, watch the video or something? Like, no, this is it, what your body's doing? They all had STDs, and this is bad. If you ever touch a woman, this is what's going to happen to you. <laughs> Death! Right. Death will happen. 
there, there wasn't uh, there wasn't any videos. They just like hand out pamphlets and stuff. Really? Was yeah. It, was it like a church organized thing or just a like a no? It was like health a health thing. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So pre- it was pregnant stick figures, and this, this is what'll happen. Yeah, remember that video that the girls all go see in the fifth grade, and they come out of there all white-faced mm-hmm. and just shocked? And we come out of ours laughing. Yeah, <laughs> just like it's the funniest thing on earth. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. All right, the sex talk. All right, so that actually kind of relates here to PETA and their new television commercial. Honey, we need to talk. About sex. Yeah, we think you should be having it, sweetie. A lot of it. Get up there and nail everything you can. If it's got a pulse, you should be wrapped around it. What if I get pregnant? So oh, what? We, you should pop out all the kids you want. Absolutely. Yeah, we can leave them in the shelter, dump them in the street, whatever. It's really not important. I'm really glad we had this little talk. My little girl's going to get some. All right. I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Now, their whole tagline there, which you can't hear, but it's actually on the television commercial that they're rolling out in, like, the 10 most teen pregnancy cities. Mm -hmm. Parents shouldn't act this way. Neither should people with dogs and cats always spay or neuter. So they're tying in the whole idea that you should be spaying and neutering your, you know, your dogs and your cats with... It would be irresponsible to talk to your child like this. Why on earth do you allow your cat and your dog to not be spayed and yeah, neutered? Yeah, just to go all around willy-nilly getting laid. Again, turn it up a little bit so you can hear this again. I love it. I love it. Honey, we need to talk. About sex. Yeah, we think you should be having it, sweetie. A lot of it. Get up there and nail everything you can. If it's got a pulse, you should be wrapped around it. What if I get pregnant? So oh, what? We, you should pop out all the kids you want. Absolutely. Yeah, we can leave them in the shelter, dump them in the street, whatever. It's really not important. I'm really glad we had this little talk. My little girl's going to get some. I love it. It really is one of the funniest things uh, that I've ever heard before. It's great. And I'll tell you. I'm all over this. You should spay and neuter your child. I think it's a fantastic <laughs> I message. Think, I don't think that's the message you're sending. Really? No. I think that's what you should be doing regardless. It's yeah. overpopulation. Yeah. How long before they pull, before someone complains and they pull that commercial? Oh, it's already been it's already started. I mean, there have already been some television stations that said, hey, we're not going to do this. Why? Right what's, what's wrong with that? There's, there's nothing wrong with that ad. It, it, there is a, a honest, good message with the ad. I don't see why. Like, it, it's not their normal crazy message either. Of you yeah. shouldn't be eating meat or whatever. It's crazy. I mean, it's a real, legit message of hey, these animals are gonna be running around your uh, your um, your neighborhood, you know, dumping over your trash and everything. If you don't get your your pet but, spayed and neutered. But seriously, why don't we have the same message for children? Because this world is incredibly in China. They do. And that's great, and they're trying to regulate it over there. And we really should put out, like, here's what a baby is. A million dollars and nothing but heartache and pain. Now, do you really want one? Now, here's one thing I do think we should do. Take away all tax breaks for people who have kids and maybe even tax on a child tax. That would make people think, oh, man, I better uh, think twice before I really have this baby. It would be something that I'd want. That's a great point. The I know. whole idea of uh, why do you get a tax break for having a kid when really all it is is more of a burden? Well, the whole point is to try to keep you from having children. No, that's what abortions are for. Oh, I agree with that, too. I mean, that that's you should remove the negative stigma attached to abortions and encourage those more. More than anything, as I look at the kid and his whole situation, I am thankful because more than likely he will never procreate. No. And that's a positive thing. Or it's going to go completely the opposite, that once he actually gets a wife, 
and they start doing it, uh, they're going to be popping them out. You're going to have like 11 to 15. You're going to have an entire front line. A uh, litter. Yeah, a litter of them. The solution, by the way, for this overpopulation, because that's the whole thing PETA says. Uh, you know, you got millions and millions of animals that are un... You know, they don't have homes or anything. They're, they're totally worthless. My apartment complex is ru- run by strays. Uh, I, I'll go well, grab them. I give them swimming lessons. I kick them. And the solution, once again... Is to kill them. Eat them. No. It is the same. There's, there should there should never be a hungry person in the United States of America as long as we have dog, cat, and baby. <laughs> that is something that you can get plenty of nutrition from. Have you ever killed a cat? Uh, not on purpose. I strangled one one time. No, I don't want to hear it because I don't want to. No, 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 no. Trust me, you don't want to go there. You want to talk about? Yeah, you want to talk about Peta? He's kidding and he's saying this satirically. And all he's trying to do at this no. point in this segment is do this. Chuck Jock. I can't no, talk about one, what happened to Skittles? No, you cannot. Now, one thing that did happen with uh, my, my cousin's cat, he was a fat kid, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to sleep next to my little kitty. Oh. And he woke up in the morning with the cat attached to his stomach, just uh, suffocated. That actually happened to a guy with a baby. Uh, uh-huh. Like, a, I mean, actually, it happens a lot, uh, where you just kind of, yeah. you think you're falling asleep with your baby, and then lo and behold... You smother it. Yeah, you end up smothering it. It is the hideout on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. No, you cannot talk about that. Trust me. Even though we've sat here and, and showered praise onto PETA, as soon as you tell that story, they would be coming after us. 800-636-1067. I guess a couple things I want to run by you really quickly, and then we're going to move on, all right? Uh, e. Harlequin came out with the top ten most romantic dates. I want to run these by you. Give me some romantic music if you got anything over there, Dubs. All right, number 10, dancing the night away at a local club. What? Nine, a weekend or weeknight at a bed and breakfast. Eight, a quiet walk in a secluded place, deserted beach, nature trail. Seven, a hayride or carriage ride. Six, a couple of glasses of wine and a blanket and a roaring fire. Five, a romantic dinner at home. Four, candlelit dinner at your favorite restaurant. Three, making out at Lover's Lane. Two, a picnic in the park. One, snuggling up for a movie at the drive-in. These people suck at mm-hmm. harlequin.com. Oh, my God. Is that You're really the cheesiest? That is like the ultimate in the yeah, stereotype. Right. Take it to the sock hop, go get a malted. Kid, is that, is, yeah, you should keep this. Because I know at some point when you get a date, that's something you might want to roll over to. Yeah. And Just then, watch out for the greasers over there, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stay golden. Stay uh, golden. And then the other thing I found, too, really quickly, and I want to get the Satchel Patch's take on this. It's another top ten. Top ten timeless dating rules. All right? Kind of like a, uh, of sort. Ten Commandments? Yeah, like a Ten Commandments. All right, you ready? Satchel Patch, I want your thoughts. Number one, don't ask the girl if she likes your camper shell. (laughs) Number ten, why are you just constantly attacking the kid? Number ten, thou shalt not share excessive details about your past. Oh, yes. That's Mm -hmm. something you do because even your girlfriend right now, you don't like for her to know that you've been with hookers and stuff, correct? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would say so, yes, correct. (laughs) That's a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine, thou shalt not. (laughs) Is she listening? No. Does she know to go to WJFK.com for her to listen? Yes, she chooses not to. Okay, good for her. You actually got her in a good spot then. Number nine, thou shalt not place her on a pedestal. Yeah. That's a a big one. You cannot put women up on a pedestal. It's easier to reach. They'll they'll run you (laughs) over. If you you let them, uh, if you put them up that high, they'll end up running you over. 
I, I made that mistake. Uh, maybe a number of times? Yeah. It was just her head, though. Just severed right from <laughs> the pedestal. She wouldn't talk much after that, which is fine. I don't talk much either. Uh, number eight, thou shalt not be too enthusiastic. That's two. That's uh, also true. Yeah. I have a problem with that. You can't be overly eager when you're dating a chick. You know what I mean? you got to be cool. you got to play it cool. Number seven, thou shalt not lead her on. Uh, mm. I don't know about that. That kind of seems like a whole It depends point. on if you like her. You know, yeah. if you really could care less, lead her on and throw her out with the, with the trash. Thou shalt compliment her. That kind of goes without saying, though. Shall not, shall not compliment her? You should. Oh, yeah. Thou shalt. Definitely. Now, definitely. You, you can't overdo it, though. They'll, they'll smother. you yeah. gotta, you got to pick and choose what, what you compliment. Shall not discuss other women. That's number five. That is a big one. That's been yeah. giving me uh, some problems lately. Yeah, I think what you got to do a lot of times, sometimes you got to talk about other chicks just to make sure that they know that you are still looking. Like, even if you are my wife are going to be, I just need to let you know that there are other options, so you need to stay in line. Mm -hmm. You need to keep yourself in check. And I'm going to do that by letting you know that people are interested. You aren't the only garage in the neighborhood. Exactly. I'll pull it into everywhere. Uh, my car I'm talking about. Number four, thou shalt not let thyself go. Yeah, I fail that one all the time. Number three, thou shalt not rush things. Number two, thou shalt not frequent thy exes. And number one, thou shalt not lose faith. I don't know if that's in the relationship or what. Let's go to line two, Pedro. Pedro, you're in the hideout. No. You're, you're in the hideout. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, uh, first of all, that Harley Quinn list, if you go through it again, uh, it, it really brings up, like, uh, rape scenarios rather than romantic <laughs> You're right. Ex secluded go, walks. Go through the list. Go through the list. The first thing pops into my mind. Yeah, all uh, rape trails. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go through that real quick. Hold on one second. All right, this is something uh, if you're with a serial killer. All right, dancing the night away at a club. That allows GHB. Weekend or weekend night at a bed and breakfast. You're thinking psycho. Yep. Secluded place, deserted beach or nature trail. Hay ride, carriage ride. You're thinking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Two bottle of uh, glasses of wine, blanket, roaring fire. Uh, you're thinking, burn the evidence. Five, <laughs> romantic dinner at home, your favorite dishes he just prepared for you, cannibalism. Four, candlelit dinner at your favorite restaurant. Maybe that's the only one that isn't. Uh, three, lover's lane. That's notorious for murder. Two, a summer picnic at the park. Hello, have you ever heard of Jason Voorhees? And number one, snuggling up for a movie. At the drive-in. Once again, you're right. Where a lot of that's what this list is. That's what they're putting. First out. of all, first, is there a drive-in anymore? There, I I went to one uh, probably two months ago. Oh, yeah. I've never been, never been to Plus one. Plus, being nerd, anybody goes out there. Just, <laughs> and, just... and we haven't seen the girl since. So, <laughs> whatever. I don't want to judge. Pedro Lima, what are you up to, man? Uh, I'm, I'm doing my thing, but I'm not. I'm not here to promote anything at all, since uh, you don't like our city. Yeah, uh, that's true. All right. <laughs> so beat it. See you, man. Five thousand. Uh, it is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. All right, let's come back on the other side. I still got some other stuff. You know, on Tuesday night we're doing the All Stars of Sexual Offenders. Got some updates on that. Also, we got our bedtime thoughts and. Another round of dumb jam poetry. It's our week in review. However, we do it in poetry form. It's really a straight bit. We'll take a break and come back. <laughs> Don't forget Big O and Dukes, one year not being fired at Velocity 5. 
That is tonight in just about an hour. You got the UFC fights. You got T-shirts, wristbands, iPod Touch, iTunes gift cards, all going on. Velocity Five, Lee Highway, Falls Church, Virginia. You can get in with the boys and celebrate the year on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. We're back after this. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Now they're totally gay for each other. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In the last hour of the Hideout, we talked about nominees for television show awards. We talked about an argument on The View, and Dubs knows way too much about that show. The discussion also led to a very animated discussion between us about race, and also turned into a very animated discussion between myself and Satchel Patch. Satchel Patch has hand down his pants. We reviewed top <laughs> ten lists for dating advice. Dubs wanted to start hugging the rest of us. I filed paperwork for a restraining order. Just you. Hefe finally said something funny. Hey! Wait, no, he didn't. Ah. I'm the kid McLovin, and now you're up to date. Always do. The Hideout. El Hefe and J-Dubs. Caution. Retards in area. The Hideout. It is a Saturday night in the Hideout. Rolling toward Joe Radio and also to the big party for the boys, Big O and Dukes. One year of not being fired, that's a reason to celebrate in today's radio age. Trust me. And they're going to be at Velocity 5. That's in Falls Church on Lee Highway. Got all sorts of prizes. Make sure you go celebrate with the boys. UFC party. Uh, some really cool stuff. And go kick out a congratulations to Big O and Dukes. Uh, that is from 9 to 11 tonight. And also, of course, you got Joe Radio tonight as well. Right here on 106.7 WJFK. If you want to participate, it's 800-636-1067. Hello to everyone in the Pal Talk room. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people hanging out for a Saturday night before you go out and do anything. You boys got any weekend plans at all? For me, I think I'm hitting uh, hitting uh, the dark night because the fiance really wants to. When I, when I get home, I'm going to sit down in front of my TV and watch Sports Center for hours. See, there you go picking <laughs> yep. on the kid again. Kid, what do you have planned? Uh, let's see. I've been here since uh, 8 o'clock this morning, and uh, I will be here again tomorrow pretty much all so day. So pretty much working all weekend. Yeah. What about you, Doug? I've been watching uh, the uh, the Wire all weekend, and I think I'm going to continue that. It's a great show. I've never watched it before. Uh, what's so good about it? It's I don't know. It's terrific. It's uh, it's just well written, well acted, and the the main thug uh, guy who's going around shooting people with a shotgun makes out with dudes too. So it's very <laughs> funny. Some thug black guy he shoots someone, and then. Uh, Makes out with a man. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a quality show. Yeah. Sounds like it's right up your alley. Oh, jeez. Um, all right, so let's do this here because we could do dumb poetry jam here in a little bit. But, Dubs, you used to do something when we were in Orlando, and you really, like, set this up. What exactly is the bedtime thoughts? Basically, um, whenever I'm going to bed, crazy, stupid thoughts run through my mind, questions, uh I, I, I'm just, I have bad insomnia at times, and when I do, my mind races. And I like to sometimes just jot down what I'm thinking, and then I go over them the next day. A lot of them are questions, and uh, I, I think, well, will this be good on the air? And sometimes they do qualify as bedtime thoughts. All right, so here it is. It is a just a natural thought that you, as you're falling asleep... Yeah, just something that pops into my head. All right, here we go. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. Mm. 
thinking while I was trying to fall asleep. If I woke up tomorrow as a woman, how long would it take for me to diddle myself? <laughs> it would be gay for me to uh, go out and sleep with a guy. But I think I'd diddle myself. And how long until I actually did that? <laughs> All right. So you're about to go to bed. Mm -hmm. and and I, I'm thinking, tomorrow if I woke up and for some reason I'm a woman, how long would it take for me to diddle myself? Because I think that would be something that I would, I'd want to know. To enjoy your own company. Yeah, I, I think that's something I'd want to know okay. if, I, if I woke up a woman. Okay, so the night before you go to sleep as a man, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, like it's big... And yeah. you wake up in the morning, and you're automatically a woman, but it's still you. Mm -hmm. How long until you enjoy your own body, yep. your new womanly body? You I take explore. It for, take it for a spin. Mm -hmm. Huh. All right. Well, as you're posed with this pot talk type question, 800-636-167, how long do you think it would be? Because now I, I, mean, think, I think the shock of waking up like that, you know, getting up and then figuring out everything would take about an hour and a half. Um, but after that, I would think, well, I'm going to make the most of the situation. It would take about an hour and a half, and then I'd start diddling. Well, why don't girls do that? Yeah, I know that's something we never... Girls understand. do do that. Yeah, I mean, they do, but not to the extent that you would think if you're a guy and you have access to this equipment that you would. Mm -hmm. So you really only think about an hour and a half? About an hour and a half. Because I don't know when I'm going to turn back into a dude, and I guess I'd want to experience... <laughs> Such a, what, where, how does your mind operate? I don't know. I still haven't figured that out. All right, let me go around the room then. All right, the exact same scenario in which Dubs uh, wakes up, it's now you, the satchel patch, you wake up. How long does it take for you to enjoy your body uh, as the, uh, waking up the new woman? Uh, after breakfast, I'm pretty, I like that, that half hour bit, maybe an hour tops because, you know, if myself the way I am after breakfast, it's 30 minutes after I'll wake up, so I'm sure I would pretty much stick with the routine. Right. Wake up, eat some ham and bacon and maybe a little eggs, and uh, diddle. Uh, what about you, the kid McLovin? Now, you don't even explore the body that you have now. Right, right. But let's say that you then had a female body that you could explore. Would you finally then, or would you finally say, thank goodness I'm myself? What would you do? <laughs> I, I would probably explore. Would you skin yourself? Nice! Would, yeah. you, would you start slow, like put on women's underwear and stand in front of the mirror so you can undress yourself and, you know, get into all that and see? I, I really would. haven't thought that deeply into it, to be honest with you. I would have thought a doubt. Uh, right, but how how fast, time-wise, though, do you think, kid? Probably, I'd probably want lunch. I'd, I'd probably <laughs> wait, get past breakfast and go to lunch. You can't diddle on, a, on empty stomach. <laughs> exactly. No. I love that. Give me a ham sandwich and then I'm ready to roll. Uh, all right, 800-636-1067. All right, let me say that all of you guys hmm. are gay. Why? Because as soon as you find this out, because more than likely as soon as you wake up in the morning, you have to go to the restroom. It's at that point you realize, and it's at that point you go to town. It is gay to not do it immediately. No. no. I, I, because no. You, you could turn back at any time. At any time, someone would come along, kiss you, and you turn back into a frog. So you take advantage, and you do until you turn back. Otherwise, you're a mo, and that is the God's honest truth. But some people, as soon people, as you, as soon as you have would, access to that, you some do people it. would think that you're a mo for even doing it, just no, because it's female part. Yeah, you're but, gay if but you actually take place. You're with, a man in that body. No, no, no. But there's nothing gay about that. You're, uh, technically, if you want to think about it, you're gay if you 
pleasure yourself as a guy. If you do it now, it's a gay act. And that's the perfect God's honest truth. No, you can diddle yourself right now. It's fine. All right, enough for you. 800-636-1067. All right, do you have another? Did you have another? Yeah, I have a few, actually. Okay, here are some more of Dubs' uh, bedtime thoughts. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. What unconventional animal fur would you like to wear most? <laughs> so, people wear mink all the time. People wear... Unconventional you know, animal fur. Yeah, people wear different kinds of fur. But what kind of fur that people don't wear would you want to wear? Me, personally, I want a cat hat. Do you drink when you have these thoughts? <laughs> no, I, I actually rarely, rarely drink. All right, so you're laying down, usually snuggling with your dog, right? Mm -hmm. And is that what makes you think? Maybe. I don't know what spurs them on. I think there's different things that just trigger it, but I'm probably laying there. Using my dog as a body pillow. Right. And then I'm like, ooh, this would be a nice uh, cape. <laughs> dog cape. <laughs> it would be kind of comfortable. I like a uh, bear. Yeah, I, I think if you got a good bear. But the Indians used to do that, though. Yeah, they'd use those uh, blankets and pillow and, and rugs. Yeah. All right. Uh, kid. Unconventional uh, animal. Unconventional animal fur that you would use. Uh. As a close... God, I don't even know. <laughs> You're a lunatic. Though. I don't Why? even know. I... Just, God. You'd rather be nude. Sure. I don't know. To me, the answer is obvious, you idiots. Rhinoceros. You would be indestructible if you had rhinoceros skin and you wore that around more than anything I don't else. Think, uh, I don't think rhinoceros skin is any tougher. Maybe if you did armadillo. Yeah, that'd be no different than a lizard. Mm-mm. Because I thought about snake skin, and I wouldn't think that would be too comfortable or, or good to wear. Like, if I was getting inside, I've actually thought about a dolphin, maybe. A dolphin be would be nice. Thick and rubbery, you know, and you could get in the water. But I thought bears and how they hibernate, and it's always cold. I like you know to be what? warm. What about a dolphin vest would be sweet. It would what be. It, you, keep, you keep the, the fin on there, of course. It would be like a life jacket. What about manatee? Ooh. All right. You, you know what? A manatee I would like to eat, too. They call him a sea cow. Ooh, that sounds yeah, fantastic. A, a manatee burger would be nice. A saltwater ribeye. Ironically, tastes like chicken. So, uh -huh. uh, all right, here we go. Here's another one of Dubs' bedtime thoughts. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. I was laying there in bed last night, and I thought to myself, what is the gayest exercise visually? What just looks gay when you're doing it? Me, personally, I think the sit-up. You have your hands on your ears, and you're pushing yourself towards your crotch. <laughs> All right. So visually, what is the gayest exercise? Yes. Now, clothed or nude? Either way. Nude. Let's go with nude. All right. To you, Satchel Patch, what's the gayest exercise? Jumping jacks. I would have to go to go with jumping jacks because all meat spinning and everything. Yeah, yeah. When, when it when it goes to windmilling, you just windmill that bad boy. Have you ever been to meat spin? Yeah. Okay. No, a website? Yeah. Oh no no no. Go to meatspin.com. No thank you. Please do. If you're over eighteen. All right, kid. Wow. All right, gayest exercise. I don't know if it qualifies as an exercise, but what about like touching your toes? That's, yeah, that's good. good. That's that's pretty good. Calisthenics. Yeah. 
calisthenics I now are you are you uh, are your feet together touching your toes or are you <laughs> spread apart stretching to one way? Uh, uh, one way. Feet together. Feet together, together. Knees together, touching your toes. That's pretty. That's that's pretty gay. Yeah, that might be the gayest. All right. Once again, you boys are idiots. That's odd how it came from him. And you've missed the uh, <laughs> the most obvious one. I like his. The kid's pretty good. Squats. Oh, if you are doing now just squats oh. or squat thrusts. No squats. Just <laughs> actually squatting. Squat for us. Give us a good demonstration. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I show you a proper form of personal training. Get naked. <laughs> a nice, a nice squat. All right, it's like this. You got shoulder width apart. Imagine mm-hmm. this nude, by the way, and you're watching from behind. Yeah, shoulder width <laughs> apart. And you go down and back up. Squats. That's pretty much it. That's yeah, my, they, they, there's there's certain muscles that are stretching at that time. Breathe. But, yeah. You know what we could actually do? Uh, we could actually all of these. We could. Get nude and do them, and then we could actually really figure out what's what. Set up. I mean, for the sake of science, if we wanted to, uh, I think we could easily do. I, let me try one of these bedtime thoughts. Okay, Dubs, I, I'm I'm not about to fall asleep, but let me uh, let me try one of these. Mm. And now the hideout bedtime thoughts. What's the one animal you could get caught? doing something naughty with and people would say I can understand that do you have one? I have one again I don't want to focus on it but like if you like when you read a news story you know and someone did something inappropriate with an animal Mm -hmm. you would then kind of stop and say yeah that makes sense I can see that yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I have one uh, in particular. Panda. <laughs> That's not that bad. You, uh, a panda, you'd understand. You'd yeah. Be like, yeah. Maybe a, a monkey, a gorilla. Uh, no. I, I, honestly, I would have to go with. Uh, You're a bottom if you want a gorilla. A, a billy goat. <laughs> All right, there's Arkansas. Kid, the verbiage. <laughs> Salamander. Salamander? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's one person you stop and think about it. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Uh, 800-636-1067 as we do our hideout bedtime thought. Anybody else have one? Uh, I got one. All right, here. Let's try this again. Here we go. And now, the hideout bedtime thought. I wonder. If I take a gun to work tomorrow, how many people could I shoot? Would I be able to get out alive? And furthermore, would they let me come back tomorrow? <laughs> and I think I could take down two, three, maybe. Um, would you skip me. anybody? Yeah. I, yeah. Let yeah. me ask you this. Here in the hideout right now, who are you going for first? The kid? Yeah, I'm done. Why? Yeah. He has not, he has not provoked you at all. I, and this animosity between the two it's, of you. It's not. It, it's, I see him and I see rabbit old yeller. <laughs> what? I see a rabbit old yeller. He needs, he needs to be put out of his misery. Absolutely put down and by I'm not soul, miserable. You, you need to be put out of your misery. Wow. Uh, I see a, a rabbit old yeller. 
And then, all right, fair enough. All right, there it is. Hideout bedtime thoughts. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Kid, you got one at all? I just want to know, like, what you what you dream about. As or what, what you know crosses through your mind? As what crosses through my mind? Yeah, I've got one. All right, here we I've go. Let's uh, let's do this again. Hideout bedtime thoughts. Here's the Ken McLovins. And now the hideout bedtime thoughts. Why does Hefe want me to give him credit for being funny? What so bad when he really is not that funny? All right. See, that's Jeez. inappropriate. That's uh, <laughs> actually now all of a sudden you and I got a problem because <laughs> I'm obviously the funniest one on this what? show. All right. Well, cool, Dubs. I like that you're actually, you know, beginning to think about, you know, stuff, life and philosophize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cool stuff. I got another one. Y'all ever play Turtle? What's Turtle? How long? Well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. All right, hold on. Here, <laughs> I got another one, right? Here we go. And now, the hideout bedtime thoughts. As I lay here, next to my gorgeous fiance, I wonder, if I were to get into a car accident and become paralyzed, would she still give me treats? Would you still want her to? Would she still pleasure me in a certain way? As I lay here and I look at her, I like to think, yeah. Oh, she would. She loves it now. But would she love it if I were confined to a smelly wheelchair? (laughs) And you were no longer commanding. Now, that's the question. Would my fiancé do that? You got to think. I think she would stay with me. I think I got a girl that would stay with me, take care of me, bathe me, all that stuff. But she doesn't get any. (laughs) But I don't know whether or not she'd do that. Would you want her to? It would be kind of disappointing. <laughs> you know, it would be one of the saddest things ever. Mm-hmm. I think so, though, because it would kind of make you feel like you're a man. You know what I mean? No, it wouldn't, because I don't know if your equipment would even still work. No, you're no longer commanding. I, I, no, I think I think your equipment still does work. I just don't think you have any control over it working. Yeah. I'll, like, you don't know when it's working. You don't know when it's not. Well, I tell you what. I loved it. I'm glad you brought back, Dubs, the, the bedtime, bedtime thoughts. Bedtime thoughts. Let's take a quick break. Come back on the other side. If you want a bedtime thought, 800-636-1067. Otherwise, we come back with dumb jam poetry. Finish out the night before Joe Radio takes over on 106.7 WJFK. I want an apology because that is just so rude and obscene. And I just am really hurt by it. Like, why would you say something like that? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. We're going to you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here. Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Back in the hideout on a Saturday night, wrapping it up. 106.7 WJFK. Hello to all of those. Listening on the way down to celebrate with Big O and Dukes, their big anniversary party going on. Velocity 5, Falls Church, Lee Highway. Go celebrate with the boys. One year, not getting fired. Huge feat nowadays in FM Talk Radio. So congratulations to them moving on up. And uh, go celebrate. UFC, prizes, all kinds of stuff. Big O and Dukes. Dukes, celebrate here in about 25, 26 minutes. Also coming up. 
Mr. Saturday Night, Joe Ardinger. What's happening, Joe? How are ya? Good, my man, good. Hey, I was, uh, you know, I, I want to congratulate Big O and Dukes on, on one year because they've really... This station is whole again, and we're having a blast up here at 10800 Main now. Yeah, no, I mean, it really sounds like everything's humming along. So. I, heard, I heard you mention, too, that, you know, I mean, a year in the business without getting fired is, is a, quite a feat, but I figured out one way not to get fired in radio. How's that? Don't get hired. <laughs> Just do your show for free on Saturday nights, and they'll never get, they, they'll love you to death. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think we've all figured out that one. Now, if you remember last week, I played a game last week called What Did Joe See in Fairfax? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't give you the answer because there was only one answer. But somebody did call in and guess, and it was, in fact, in Fairfax City, for the first time in my life, I saw a transvestite walking down Judicial <laughs> Drive. Just for the first time, that's it? Well, in Fairfax City, I've been to L.A. and D.C. Mm-hmm. and New York and Chicago. The word transvestites are part of the scenery. They're, yeah. They're part, I mean, they're tourist attractions. Of course. But Fairfax City is a, a rather, it's a, it's a conservative bedroom community. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure it's legal to wear women's clothing in Fairfax City. I, but you knew for sure it was a tranny. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> oh. What gave it away? I mean, could you see a bulge? What was happening? It was, Adam's apple? It, it, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, as I was, this lady was wa- walking across the street, and I was at a right turn, so right turn at red, pedestrians have right away, so I'm watching her walk across the street, and I thought, well, she looks kind of rugged, mm-hmm. and then I noticed, I, I looked down, and I saw the knees and the legs were all manny-like, mm-hmm. and then I, I looked up. And then we were making out there, you felt the stubble on that. Yeah, and then I saw the Adam's apple, and then the arms, and it was just, I, I just, I felt soiled. <laughs> you, you should have uh, uh, challenged her to a, a crunch competition. And just <laughs> and that's all you do. Uh, you spot me, I'll spot you. Well, cool. What's coming up tonight on Joe right. Radio? Well, tonight my guest is Catherine Ramslin. Uh, she was my first guest when I started this ridiculous Ooh. travesty of a radio show. <laughs> and she's the author of many books. She's got a book out called Healthcare Serial Killers. And we're going to talk to her about that she's also big on ghosts and we're going to talk about some recent john benet ramsey news about dna so we've got that Healthcare serial killers what does that mean well those are like people that go around and and oh yeah slip an overdose of drugs into your iv and and be and and then you know doing the lord's work yeah 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 there you go (laughs) very cool and then uh i've got a game tonight called digital manipulation nice oh yeah i'm gonna play that when i get home too (laughs) all right joe radio coming up thanks guys hey no thank you mr ardinger see you uh saturdays man having a lot of fun right here on 106.7 wjfk a lot more stuff going on, too, on the weekends at JFK, and I know that's actually a, a really big deal. So uh, do not forget the Big on Dukes party happening in a bit and uh, going to be a lot Get of fun. Get out there. Yeah, absolutely. We had fun filling in this week, by the way, for Jim Rome. All right, Dubs, one of the things we did do this week was we exposed the weeknight crowd to our stupid little Saturday night thing that we've become more so fond of. Yes. And that is... Dumb Poetry Jam. Dumb Poetry Jam, in which we recap our week... <laughs> in poetry form at first you think all right that's stupid but more and more as you're becoming a hit yeah like i like actually writing the stupid poetry <laughs> it's it's and it gives you a reason to talk about one of these stupid stories when normally we wouldn't have the opportunity to and a lot of them are very entertaining and because this is something that satchel and his buddies just used to do mm-hmm. and we're like all right let's give it a try we're having so much fun with it uh we go all right who would like to kick it all off do you want me to sit the barlow 
Yeah, do, okay. you, you do a very good job with that verbally, comedically, and now I, I I literally wrote this 15 minutes ago. I love it. So it's called phone number. <laughs> I want to talk sports. What are the numbers? The satchel patch gives them out. So much everyone even in, everyone knows, even those in the slumber. Dubs is in mid-sentence. But Satchel sees his chance. Numbers, 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 no calls. Maybe we give the numbers, maybe we said the numbers one more time, people would care. Or would the kid still sit behind the glass with the blankets of stairs? All right, that's kind of an inside oh. thing. Oh, uh, It'd be fun to talk about real quick here. Thursday nights, uh, the Satchel Patch and Dubs at our, uh, our Florida hideout, they do a sports show. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard this thing yet because I'd rather <laughs> do anything else. And <laughs> it wasn't a terrible show. But it was good. The one comment that Dubs had doing this sports show with the Satchel Patch was, dude, every three minutes he was giving out the phone number. You're, you're being a little bit... Uh, uh, too generous there. It was more like every minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, Mid-sentence. The, the, the kid first the first kid. segment he comes in, and I'm like, dude, you have given out the number 17 times in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there. I, I'm trying to set the table of what we want to talk about. And 800 636 Exactly. <laughs> But the thing is, if I can defend myself. 800 636 1017. 1067. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would listen to, to y'all do it. Y'all used to do it. 800 636 1067. So as I'm sitting there listening, the, Call way, now. The, way the way y'all would do it was, it, it always seemed to me stand out that he was saying the numbers all the time, and it was like in, in the middle of the story. So what I was trying to recreate was well, almost that same. That same well, how, how, that we do it, how we do it here, it's right after we're done with the meat of the story, we'll give out the numbers, and then we start going into the angles, and then the angles, then we'll give out the numbers again. Yeah, Not, not every half sentence. Yeah, not just because, I don't know, it's been because, 72 seconds. Or there's a half-second pause. <laughs> right. And usually Dubs does that because he has nothing to offer. I do too. So that's why that's just his filler. Oh, that I got Now I want to pull that and play three minutes of it so we can see how many times. It the you want me to real quick? No, <laughs> let's save that for next week. Okay. Oh, you douches! All right, here we go. It's not me. Uh, it's you because he was with you. All right, here we go. Mine is called priorities. My time is precious, there is little doubt. That between being a PD and doing three radio shows, I barely have time to pout. Organization really is the key, especially when I try to find some time just for me. One radio show down today, one more to go. Should I take a nap? My energy level is very low. The dog needs walking. Maybe I should take him for a run. Wait, I'm home alone. Running a batch will be way more fun. Sorry, puppy. Your exercise will have to wait for later. Daddy has more important things to do, like becoming a beater. That didn't take long. In fact, that was quick. Please forgive me, puppy, but you're not nearly as important all right, as my... All right, all right. Uh, Tuesday, as you know, uh, we filled in for Jim Rome that night. And I was beat from the day before. I do a three-hour. <laughs> I, I get it. I do a three-hour radio show from <laughs> nine to noon, and I'm a program director. And then we stuck around that night to fill in for uh, do the hideout for Jim mm-hmm. Rome. I went home because I definitely needed a nap. I didn't get one the night before. I'm sitting there, 
I know the dog needs to go out. He's barking. He's yelping. Then I stop and think, I got a moment. I got a moment. I've been there's been a whole lot of pressure. Aunt Flo's visiting the fiance. It's time to handle my business, literally. And I got down, and man, I was good. And immediately I went. And what do you mean you were good? I was good. I just say that. I I know myself. So I told the puppy, uh, you're just gonna have to wait and wallow in your own filth. Because immediately afterwards, I passed out for a good 30 minutes, then we went out. Uh, but there it is. My priorities are by and far my own junk. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, all right. Who's next? I'll go. I'm right. Tito. Here's Satchel Patch. It is Dumb Jam Poetry. It is the hideout Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, I got no, good... sorry. Give his name. <laughs> Jumping the gun, 800-636. Who I would like to punch in the face? How long will this last? Loud mouth fat women make me sick. <laughs> Shut the hell up and go exercise. I want to punch you in the face. You should be embarrassed to so show yourself in public. You would look better with a black eye. I want to put children on Maury in the face. I want to put, punch anyone who goes on Maury in the face. Except for the guys who find out they are not the father. I want to buy them a beer. <laughs> I would like to punch the guy who founds out he is the father in the face. Then call him a bitch. I want to punch Maury in the face along with Connie Chung. Domestic violence serves its purpose. I heard him tell her to shut her mouth several times and she was getting, beginning to get on my nerves. Even I wanted to punch her in the face. More women what? should, more women should have, <laughs> more, more women should have abortions. I congratulated someone on the, on, on making the right decision the other day. She saved me from wanting to punch her scumbag child in the face one day. I want to punch strippers in the face. <laughs> maybe, her, maybe her father will buy me a beer. I can't believe I made it to the end. What the hell was that? What is that was, wrong with you? That was just the mind of a madman. You are a sociopath. Literally. The devil over there in the hideout. Uh, are you okay, Pat? You seem yeah. a little off today. Yeah. Well, today you're very off. Today he came in immediately. And he seemed like he was in a bad mood. He's like, "Why can't we say blah 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 about feces?" I'm like, "Why do you want to so bad for one?" Because I, I, here's the thing about the Satchel Patch, and I guess I don't know if they didn't have the FCC in Arkansas, and he really doesn't have the opportunity uh, where he works currently during the week to say anything that's somewhat controversial. So his only real outlet, like most of us, is in the hideout. But every two minutes, I'm telling him, dude, you cannot say that. That's why I, did, that's why I start, started off with how long will this last? I was going to see how many, how much stuff I could get out there before you said, all right, stop, that's enough. You, you can't say that. You it. can't say That's why the, uh, how long will this last? And the last line, I can't believe I made it to the end. Yeah, because I, I, again, first of all, there, it's good for people like you to be on the radio despite what certain people think. Because there are a lot of you running around, so it gives us the opportunity to say you're an idiot. Well, this all every all but, this happened to me during this week. But secondly, even more so, the fact that really all day you've been stewing over what it is you can and cannot say, and I, and I think it's affected your performance. No, this it, we didn't. If people cursed on the air, uh, it was our job to say no. You can't say that on the radio. We didn't even have a dump button. <laughs> And pretty much anything went. And, and he, like I, When was, you were in Arkansas. Yeah, when I was in Arkansas. It was my understanding you couldn't curse on the air, and if a caller or someone cursed on the air, you had to inform them, you cannot say that on the air. <laughs> you had to, like, the only way we'd get in we trouble. We need to go to Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah, for real. And so, but uh, all this stuff happened to me that, you know, 
loud mouth yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> All I right. Wanna, but look, what else, Maury? One day you were talking about going home, watching. You know, right. I don't need to go through. You know, the week. he he wants to he wants to shoot me, but he doesn't want to punch me in the face. I guess. I want to punch you in the face. All right, let's, <laughs> let's go to the kid and yours, and then we got to get out of here. All right, here we go. What's yours titled? A dream of mine. <laughs> this would be the opportunity of a lifetime. It would really be a dream of mine. The chance to go on a long road trip would really be something quite hip. The lightning opened the season far, far away. I want to go regardless of what I have to pay. If anyone wants to help me out, it would make me so happy I could shout. This is so lame. I have no life. Maybe I should be out looking for my future first ex-wife. Where is their opening game? Prague, Czech Republic. Oh, God. And you really are trying to scrounge together the money to get out there? I'm thinking about it. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. What, yes. You what do you should think? be looking for your future ex-wife. What, what makes this so attractive to you? The, the possibility for a candlelight dinner in Prague with Marty St. Louis? <laughs> like, or no. maybe one of the players? No. Like it, he, it, maybe it you could... Be, Maybe what? you could get invited up to the hotel suite for an interview and then maybe cuddle. Let, let me ask you a question. What makes it so appealing to you to go to Las Vegas for, for a boxing match? Because there's Las Vegas, there's hookers, there's gambling, there's degenerates, there's nightclubs. Everybody tell, wants to go to Las Vegas. Tell me Whether how much there's you... boxing there or not, everybody wants to go to Las Vegas. So while in Las Vegas, instead of going to check out a show or whether better than going to see, uh, you know, Five head, whatever the hell that girl's name, Celine Dion. You go, you go take in a, a, a boxing match. Head, yeah, she she got a huge forehead. Uh, all right. So for you, are you really trying to figure out money, how to find how money? How much would it? I've thought about it. How much I, money I've would seriously it cost? thought about it. Is, a there, lot. is there ever any other reason you'd go to the Czech Republic? No. How many hockey games are are how many hockey games in our season? Eighty-two. So let's say forty-one of those will be at home. You have a chance to drive fifteen minutes to see forty-one of them. Yet you would rather go. To Prague. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's a to go, no, once it's not. To go to Prague? Chance. To go to Prague? To see this it's, whole big event over there. It's a preseason hockey no, game. No, it's a regular season hockey oh, game. Oh, so there's the difference. It's opening day. It's opening day hockey of... of uh, it's hockey! Right. That's, you think you're missing what, the how, biggest point what, that it's just hockey? How far would you go for your Dallas Mavericks? Uh, the worst I ever did was I drove when I was in uh, Texas Tech University. I drove from Lubbock to El Paso to watch a preseason game. But my dad was also out there, too. Uh, other than that, to go to Prague? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. To, to have candlelight dinner with one of the athletes, maybe a special one-on-one interview in a hot tub. No. And uh, that's really good. what you dream about. That's that's your week. <laughs> You're trying to scrounge. How you, much money will it cost? I have no idea. You don't, don't really... dream of what th- four four thousand? Uh, three four thousand depends on the airfare. That's one month's rent, and you wouldn't have to live with your mommy and daddy. One month. One month. I mean, one year. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Depending on what hood you're living in, that's one year's rent and a down payment, and you could not live with mommy and daddy, but you would rather go see Marty St. Louis in a hot tub. Should we set up a PayPal account? No, I don't want. I don't want to encourage this kind of behavior. <laughs> It really is lunacy. Yeah, it is. It's not anything that's appropriate and or fun. And again, it's hockey, bro. Yeah. And you're not going to get laid from it. Not, nothing good could come out of that trip. You think you're on, on a plane for 18, 20 hours. You're going, you get there, the end game is hockey, and then you're just coming right back. Without a girl, you got to take a girl over there or something like that. That's like a romantic getaway you do with, with a female. What, to Prague? I don't know. I don't know why the hell else you would go to Prague. Here's a better use of that four thousand dollars, and this is genuine. You go. Up, no, well, no, no, no. 
you uh, you take your truck, you drive it up to the top of a parking garage, mm-hmm. and then you drive it over, <laughs> and then you spend that four thousand dollars rebuilding your truck and your legs. Yeah, that is something that you can actually have a story from. Hey, I remember this one time I drove my truck off the top of a parking garage. Yeah, people would be more impressed with that other than one time I went to Prague. And sat in my hotel room after the hockey game the whole the entire time. And, and watched Sports sport. Center. In another language. <laughs> All right, there it is. There's your Saturday night hideout. Hefe dubs the Satchel Patch. Stay tuned for the kid. Uh, Sideshow, as soon as the music is out, the kid McLovin will do one final hideout minute update i'm gonna punch him in the face right in the middle of it look for the podcasts uh within the next 48 hours and enjoy yourself at the big owen dukes party uh for the one year anniversary again congratulations to those boys joe radio is also next uh and uh, you want to stay tuned for that as well again wjfk.com go there there's a hideout page comments leave a comment and also to get the podcast from not only this week, but all the shows, including the Rome fill-in stuff. And I might even start posting some old-school hideout stuff on there as well. Nice. You guys have a fantastic rest of your weekend. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In the last hour of the hideout, we played a game called Bedtime Thoughts, and Dubs proved that he had some very disturbing thoughts. We talked to Joe Radio, who told us about his encounter with the transvestite. We played Dumb Poetry Dream, where we learned Sats will give out the phone numbers 174 times in three minutes. F.A. had his priorities straight. Satchel wants to punch the entire human race in the face. I want to go to Prague. I'm the kid, and you're up to date on the hideout. 5,000.